Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of July 22nd. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. How's it going? Hey, man. How's it going? Um, so, we do have, uh, you know, a few different games that we're going to talk about, I guess, for our, like, intro here. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to swing around and talk about the games that I've been playing first. Um, yeah. Which is a little... Mix it up a little, a little bit. Out of order. Yeah. Um... Let me see. Uh, I haven't been playing too, too much. Um, I've still been messing around a little bit with um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Nice. Um, Yeah, that game, it it still continues to be good. And if you guys are, you know, uh, you you guys playing on PC are interested, it's uh, going to be one of the games in the um, Humble Monthly Mm -hmm. this this coming up. Very nice. uh, This coming up month. So... Um, that's pretty good. It's definitely like a long game. You'll get your time. Oh it. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, without um, the uh, so they've made like three or four DLCs. A couple just expand the game a little bit, and then a couple are actually like side stories where you play as different characters. Um, right. Without the DLC, the game is pretty long. <laughs> With yeah. the DLC, it becomes like Witcher length. So yeah, I. I yeah, I haven't I feel like I haven't even really scratched the surface of like how long mm-hmm. like how long this game is. Um but I I've just started opening up the entire map kind of going everywhere and exploring. Yeah. Um I have noticed a few uh like a few things like in some towns they're like repeat missions kind of like not repeat missions, but they're kind of the same, mm-hmm. very similar. Like, this guy stole something from me. Can you go get, you know, can you go get that back? And then you bring it back, and then the person's like, oh. And as well, his wife uh, was really rude to me. Mm-hmm. So can, you know, you go steal this from her? Yeah. And, you know, it, it just goes, like, on and on. There's a few of them that are like that. But, yeah. World continues to be really big. The fighting continues to be really, um, like, deep and engaging. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely. How far in did you get? Um, let's see. I made it to where you like get taken in by your uncle or whatever. Um, you start living in his house and then you kind of wander around and I'm like getting conscripted by the dude in the one town to like become his knight or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, what's, uh, I can't remember her name. No. Uh, it, it's her uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I got like, um, sidetracked at the whorehouse by the stream there. <laughs> So I was there for a while, because you can do a bunch of stuff. Like, it's a really good place to, like, rank up. Like, you just mm-hmm. go in and, like, steal a bunch of shit. Um, you can, yeah. like, get a lot of... There's, like, lore books that will, like, increase your skills. You can start to learn how to read there. Um, yeah, there's... a bunch of cool stuff. There's some things that I'm... I don't know. Like, I guess I'm just not good at. Like, mm. I'm good at sneaking, but um, successfully pickpocketing... Yeah. is not something I'm good at. Yeah, pickpocketing is really tough. Because it's like a weird system that you have to get used to. It's not really in other games, from what I've seen. Yeah, and the way that you unlock things, um, mm. that's that's a little different as well. Yep. Um, you you have like a like a, a circle in, uh, on PC, you press the um, D button, and it rotates, the, it rotates the lock, and you have to hold the mouse over this spot as it's rotating so you kind of have to like circle it around and follow exactly where 
Um, yeah, exactly where it's like basically lit up, like mm -hmm. where the little icon lights up. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's a bit. Um, it takes a little bit to get used to, and I finally am used to that. I can pretty much like lockpick, uh, you know, things within level. Right. Without without a problem, but pickpocketing's rough. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I haven't played too much of that. Um, I'll save the you know thing I've been playing the most since we've both been playing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll switch to a few mobile things I've been playing. Continuing to play Pokemon Go and uh, Wizards Unite. Been playing yeah. a little bit of Auto Chess. Um, it is dragging on a bit because the you know the the matches are fucking long. Mm -hmm. It's like playing a like it's, it's like playing a MOBA where it's like okay I don't know if this is going to be fifteen minutes or it's going to be forty five minutes. Right. Um. But one of the newer things that I've been playing is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The game goes mobile. Mm. Um, so it sets up just like a uh, like an episode. It'll say like 8 a.m. Tuesday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then it goes into whatever, you know, you know whatever the gang's doing. Um, the game itself is basically a cash collecting game. Mm -hmm. Um kind of not the point but it's the way they set it up so frank's like okay we need some extra scratch and the whole running joke of the game is uh charlie every time they get money or something valuable he puts it outside in the fucking dumpster mm -hmm. because no one will ever look there that's funny and then there's always a dumpster fire because the gang's a dumpster fire yeah yeah um so it's it it's not great but the game itself's not great but the story is pretty fun um, okay. I, I don't think I'll be playing it for too too long, but it seems like a um, kind of, kind of a, I don't know. It, it's just kind of a week, uh, like a week grab at something that you know you might like. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of like a lot of those games where it's like the uh, the like Family Guy game or the Simpsons mobile game and the stuff that's like. Basically, it's like, can we just get people to... This is exactly the same as every other one of these games. It's just, right. is this one going to get you because you're a big fan of whatever? Right, right. Yeah. And that's pretty much pretty much what it is. I, you know, I, I probably... Like I said, I probably won't be playing it too long. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, sound, like, the, the sounds are fun. Reading the stories, um, you know, are pretty entertaining. Yeah. But, and it's free. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <clears throat> right. And the last thing that I've been playing, we've been playing it uh, a, a little bit. We played one session. And how far did we get? We got probably two or three. I would say probably like like unofficial chapters. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um, but uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's been really good. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? It's good. I mean, it, it definitely harkens back to those earlier games. Um, I like the art style, from what I've seen. Uh, mm -hmm. There hasn't been anything that's like really thrown me off. Um, definitely, like, it, like the complaints that you hear are all definitely correct. Where it's like, uh, it yeah. is like very repetitive. Repetitive. Um, you know, the level design is not great. Um, yeah, it's a lot of repeat levels, and yeah. it is very repetitive. But That's definitely true, but it's the type of thing where it's like, when you come to a game like this, what are you really expecting? You know? 
Right, right. You know what you're getting with, right. you know, this kind of game. I knew what I was getting when I, you know, sat down with it. I was like, mm-hmm. I know this is going to be repetitive. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. Uh, it's definitely no, like, the game's definitely not a 10 or mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely not. I mean, it's a good average, like, it, it's... It, the the style of game that it is has become rare. Like it used to be that there were like thirty of these coming out a year. Yeah. Um. So I think a big advantage of it is that it, like, what is it really competing against at this point? Um, right. It, it really gets a chance to kind of stand out. It has like a billion characters, and of course, I I mean I'm nitpicky about like how they have characters level up and the behavior of some stuff is kind of a little wonky. It's definitely still a little buggy, but. I mean, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. What more is there to ask for, really? I mean, I, I think they've... As far as the style of game that we're talking about here, I think they probably made one of the better ones of this style of game, if not one yeah. of the best. Yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't say, okay, this is one of the... I mean, you can say it, if, you know, if, if you want. Saying, uh, like, this is one of the best kind you know game of its type in the mm-hmm. past like 10 years but that's because there hasn't been right more than like three of these in the last 10 years yeah um but yeah i mean it, i i think i think the the longevity of this game is going to come from um not only you know do they have dlc plans which we'll get into later but they have uh they have kind of these extra little challenges that you can do Mm. um and i was thumbing through them last night and i saw that they had um different outfits that you can get for characters Mm. just for you know going through and doing some of these challenges um you can get three of them for progression on each uh like challenge rift so there are different rifts that you can go into Mm. um and I think it's like 16, 32, and then if you complete all of them, you get you can get three different skins. And then within the Rift, there are nodes that you can complete that'll give you skins. I saw a Spider-Man one yeah. that was level 20, but my Spider-Man's only level like 18. Hmm. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I'm going to check into that. Um, yeah, I think those would be a good thing to like do when you're off time when you're playing solo. Yeah. Or maybe when you're starting up around, when it's like okay, me and the boys are going to uh, run this really quick and then get into the game. Right? Yeah. And so, and, and they've learned a lot of things, I think, from, you know, the games of its type. Um, like, we were seeing something there a second ago that was kind of... Uh, it was something that I didn't notice when, we, when you and I were playing. I mm-hmm. did notice that the circle... Of course, that's how I could tell who you were. Right. Um, you have the circle under you that's uh, Lit. red or blue or green or yellow. Right. Um, but there's an option that can put an outline around your character as well. That's mm. that color, so you can tell them tell you know which ones are your friends within the fight, um, which is pretty good. I, I just noticed that and it kind of like was like, oh damn, that's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, they do have a few level up things. You can increase your. Uh, they have like an overall. What is it called? The lab, um, where you can kind of. Oh, it's a alliance enhancement, um, mm-hmm. and it's a hexagonal web. That you, uh, yeah, that you can. Spend, what is it? Currency and 
some other item on. And uh, what is the item? I guess it's just called enhancement points. Mm -hmm. um, and it upgrades your entirety, the entirety of your team. Um, yeah. You know, it'll give you, like, an extra, like, this little X passive amount of health or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one way of uh, leveling them up. In past games, you may remember um, putting on different equipment for the characters, and it would change their outfits, which, um, which was, which was kind of cool. But yeah. that's gone, and they've kind of replaced it with something called Isotope 8. Yeah. Um, and it's four slots that you can put these uh, like isotopes that you can kind of level up mm -hmm. uh, into uh, you know onto the character and like for um, like Wolverine I have strength and uh, resistance and you know you can just you can level those up but if you get like multiples of the same ones you can either break them down or uh, save them and as you level them up it'll require okay uh, X amount of like I don't even know what it is it's like like I don't think it's DNA but it's like the concentrated broken down version of the isotope 8 mm. it requires that currency it requires actual currency and it uh, could require um, a like repeat crystal so uh, you know there, there's a lot uh, there's a, a lot of leveling up to do, but it's yeah. not the way that I want it to go. I, like, I would rather just see equipment. Um, yeah. Drop. I mean, it seems like with their general idea of, like, how um, to, like, distribute experience in the game is just kind of inherently flawed. Um, with oh, the idea yeah, of, that, like, that not only problem. leveling up the, like, equipment or whatever, and that, like, sphere grid style thing, but also mm -hmm. the whole, like, team not sharing experience level like you as the player should have a level that your characters right. follow right it should not be the opposite so yeah yeah so uh, like what uh what he's getting at is if you have your character is level like 25 mm. but you haven't played as black widow at all she'll be level six and you can be in a level 25 area just getting dominated yeah hammered yeah uh the hammer so you know, the main three that you pick is pretty important. Uh, right. The main four that you pick is right. pretty important in the beginning. Um, so it can be good maybe to, like, swap out one of your allies to new characters and you just play as a super high-level character still, but have one of your little weak side characters lower, I guess, yeah. would be acceptable. But it is really I weird. I think, the, I think their idea on doing that is, why don't we go ahead and... Um, you know, have that system to entice players to play more because mm. they're going to be, you know, if if you go into that um, those like challenge rooms or whatever, mm. you level your characters up there and they stay leveled up. So I leveled up Spider Man like twice or three times just by failing. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's something I guess. Um, but overall, for for me, I think this game is probably a solid like eight. Um, I really, you know, I, I really like it. It has a lot of, um, like, fun stuff coming to it as well. But it's it's not as good as it could have been, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, I don't know, in comparison, uh, something that we're not even talking about this week would be that, uh, that leaked footage of the Square Enix Marvel game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there was like a like people were kind of complaining about the original demo or whatever. Yeah. So they've done a recent like behind closed doors that uh, I guess people like that leaked and people have been kind of checking that out just to see if it's like if there seems to be any improvement on the stuff that people were kind of pissed about before. Right, right. I, I I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So I'm not super nah, interested. I mean, just from what I've heard about that game after they announced what it is and everything, I was kind of like. Yeah, this ain't really the one. I think Ultimate Alliance Three is gonna be my Marvel game. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm still interested, but I'm interested to know. see, but I don't think it's gonna really get me. Yeah. All right, so we'll get back to Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three a little bit later when we get into news. Yeah, we have what some news for you. Uh, so alongside, obviously, uh, Ultimate Alliance Three, um, I've also been I've really been digging into my Switch lately. And uh, actually, let me look up a video real quick because I realized I have forgotten something. But um, I've been playing this game called uh, We the Revolution. Um, we announced the release of this a while ago, but it was really brief. It was something that I was interested in. I actually got it on release day, um, but I just didn't like. I didn't play it until now, and I, there wasn't any particular reason. Um, but I just, you know, I just one of those things. I just didn't get to it. Kind of like. Uh, Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, it's it's kind of interesting. It's a uh, it's a mix of sort of... Um, it's like a, a... Ace Attorney game, sort of. So you're a judge in a revolutionary tribunal in, like, revolutionary France, right? Right. So um, what's really... They've done some really weird stuff just to make the game more interesting. Um, that I don't know if it really super works, but you're this like judge. Um, you'll like sit in a case and it's sort of like first person. You see your bench in front of you. You see the jury on the left. There's like crowd straight back to your right is, uh, somebody that like works for the revolutionary government. That's kind of like your aide, but he's also your watcher. So if you're doing weird shit, he'll like report it to the government, which is cool. <laughs> okay. And then, um, directly in the middle in front of you is uh, the defendant. So you'll get a story like, uh, hey, this dude... So one I had was um, a landlord had a... Like one of his... He owns two tenements. And uh, in one of them, the fourth floor, which is like an attic floor, collapsed. And uh, it fell. And um, it like... Eight people died. There was two families that lived up there, and the only survivor survivors of the two floors. So there was a family that lived on the top floor and a family that lived on the bottom floor when the floor collapsed onto them. So the only people that survived were the three children of the family on the bottom floor because they got under a table. So, um, basically, instead of you would think like, okay, this is revolutionary France that hates rich people and nobility, right? You would think they would bring in the landlord. Because it's like, well, you're yeah. obviously overcrowding this thing, whatever. Instead, the person that's brought in is the guy that did the construction to create the fourth floor, which didn't used to exist. So it's like, um, you know, you have... So basically you read... Uh, so you have this document in front of you that's a summary of the case. And you go read it, and it says, hey, this guy... 
Um, you know, this is what happened. Here's the story. Here's the survivors. And there's things that are highlighted in red that are like important things to the case. So it might be the victim. It might be what happened. Uh, it might be like the, the method of the way that things happened. And then, uh, you go to the, the, um, person that you're talking to the defendant and then you ask questions by you'll select a topic so it'll be like um the fourth floor construction and then underneath that there are several options that you might choose such as method accusation uh course of events um just different things that it might be referencing so then you might have okay the the fourth floor construction is that happened so it's part of course of events and then also it has collapsed so it's also the accusation is that he failed to shore it up properly. Um, so it's really interesting. And like the jury will come up with what they think should happen. So the jury will say like, uh, you'll ask a few questions and somebody from the jury will say, Hey, we think this guy should probably go to prison. Uh, we don't, th we think that he did it, but we don't think it's worthy of death. Right. And then you as the judge can go and say, uh, you know what? This guy paid me uh, $700 before the case. So fuck you. He's going free. Or you can say, you know, this guy is definitely an enemy of the people. Like, that head's popping off, boys. And, um... to go. Yeah. So, uh, if you disagree with the jury all the time, um, they'll, like, start to hate you and they'll turn against you, sort of. Mm -hmm. So, you actually ask questions in a way. Like, questions will show whether it's more likely to make them want to take the head, put him in prison, or acquit them. So... Um, you can ask like leading questions that you want your the, the the way you want your people to go. You know what I mean? And then uh, when you're doing a beheading, and sometimes at other opportunities, you'll have a chance to give a speech to the crowd, basically to convince them of what you believe or whatever. You know? Right. So um, it's it's cool. I heard the late game gets really weird because they start to add a bunch of additional weird shit, and you become like a high ranking member of the government. Um. So I'm not sure how it'll turn out yet, but for the beginning, I'm really into it. And this is making me really want to play the Ace Attorney games. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's definitely not something I've ever been... I've ever gotten into. Mm. Uh, art style is really cool, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird, like... Not impressionistic, but sort of like... I don't know. It's like... Painterly voxel-based. Yeah. It's really odd. Yep. Uh, but it's, it's gorgeous. It, yeah, it, it's really good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if Ace Attorney is your thing, go check out uh, We the Revolution. Sure. <clears throat> cool. And uh, what else we got going on? Yeah, so I also have uh, been continuing to play Total War Three Kingdoms. Um, this is... I'm, I'm doing a playthrough of a guy that historically got, like, taken out really quickly. Uh -huh. um, and they've also announced... This is coming out in August. Uh, they've announced the Eight Princes... DLC, which takes place in the future, basically, um, you know, after China is unified, uh, for it's about a hundred years after the events of the original game, so really not long in the scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Basically, your characters, the winning characters' grandchildren, are all like straight assholes. So these uh, eight princes are basically like they have their own political intrigue shit going on in China, and they almost started like a large scale civil war. <laughs> Uh, so it's a lot more like, um, I mean, this obviously the game's going to have it be a, a lot more dangerous than it really was in real life. But these guys did have like a bunch of minor conflicts and shit. So 
Um, it's kind of like uh, there's not a lot they can still add to the core game other than a few more characters, which they're still thinking about, but that's going to majorly change the core game. So what they're going to do now is go ahead and introduce something that's basically like a side story to the game so that right. it doesn't interrupt people's current playthroughs, right? So um, looks really good. Uh, you basically choose which of these eight sons, uh, or I, I don't know if they're eight direct children or if they're like cousins to each other. Uh, I don't know a lot about this one. I knew a lot more about the Three Kingdoms period than I know about anything before or after. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it seems really cool. Uh, there's going to be new units, obviously, with the technological advancements and everything. Right. But, uh, yeah, the one I've been playing, basically I'm playing this guy in the north that gets, like, absorbed into another guy's kingdom, like, really quick in real life. Um, so I took out the guy that would historically go on to defeat me because he was my main threat. So I'm going to try to do my normal strategy of, like, conquer a big section, build up and roll out and steamroll everybody else. Cool. Um, and then the <sighs> final thing I've been doing that I just added yeah. was I had to uh, go pick up, um, I just had to, uh, the Oculus Quest. So um, my old VR, I had a Samsung Gear VR that was kind of, it was all right, but it was run off the phone, not very powerful, not very good graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing with the new uh, Quest VR, which is already a lot more powerful, a lot more cool features. And I played through uh, the first episode, they're calling it, of uh, Vader Immortal, which is a Star Wars game where you basically get recruited by Darth Vader to complete this task. And then um, you kind of are discovering that you have these like latent force abilities, and there's a big, oh. uh, big weird story going on and everything. Um, it's extremely good, <laughs> from what I've been seeing. Um yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly like okay, so when they do that thing when you're like climbing around on the outside, um, mm-hmm. everything in the background is like a static, or it's not static, it's moving, but it's basically a painting. Right. Um, when you're in the level, uh, things will have a good base level of detail, but a lot of things are just painted textures. So it's not a real like 3D object or whatever, but that's fine. Because the way that the game works, it just does not bother you. Uh, the so, lightsaber combat's extremely good. Uh, it feels really good. Um, you don't get to like do a lot of like slicing through enemies. Like when you hit enemies, they just kind of are hit and die. They don't get like sliced in half or anything. But I understand why, because that would be insanely yeah. taxing on this system. So it, you know that'll be something that we, to look forward to in the future. But so far, this is really really good. So what is I mean, what are we what are we doing here? Is uh, so you have these like you're tasked by Vader to do this task. And he wants have, you to like um, help recover. Yeah, so yeah, you're on Mustafar. So that's where Vader built his palace. That's where his all of his little fucking limbs got chopped off. Yeah, uh, get some good third degree burns. I would say possibly fourth degree, even though that doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I believe a so, fourth degree so, burn is when you die. <laughs> so they show this guy uh, right around the like. 33 second mark yeah this guy yeah yeah what is that guy? oh the little moly dude so he's a mustafarian um, because they show you looking through his eyes at vader and then they turn so i was like is that the character you're playing as uh no you never look through his eyes that's your character okay they just show it several times yeah uh 
Um, yeah, you're working with some uh, Mustafarians. Basically, there's like a ancient, uh, like part of the Mustafarian like homeland or whatever. Like their uh, species, like has a whole backstory, and there's the reason of why the planet's volcanic. And you're going to this underground temple that the basically Vader himself is like uncovering or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're playing. I assume a human. Uh, all you ever see of yourself are those like gloves that they showed. Yeah. Um, which are insanely like they easily have the best detail of any individual item in the game. Just funny. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, you're gonna see that for the majority. Well, it's of gonna time, be like so super it's... close up to you too. Yeah. Because it's your fucking hand. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, seeing Vader, like he's accurately modeled to be you know, like fucking seven and a half feet tall like he is. Yeah. Um, the stormtroopers all look insanely good. You can see where they try to like obscure like human detail. Like that that sort of half robotic guy that you're talking to. Yeah. Um they like, like hide as much of his skin as possible because it just it doesn't look great. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it I mean, it's better to uh hide the high okay. areas of deformation. Right. Than it is to try to like especially the mouth. If you can get away with mm-hmm. that, like having to animate the mouth, that's a win. Oh yeah, I mean, just think back to Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. <laughs> just some of those open. some of those mouth open. movements were brutal. Open three times per conversation. Just like, uh, no, no movement at all. That's good. Uh, but yeah, that looks uh, yeah, this looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Um, you know, if you have the VR, what's the price point on it? Mm-hmm. It's uh ten dollars to download. Yeah. It, I mean, it's only like uh maybe a hour and a half, two hour little thing. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I, I apparently I was going through it a little faster than they expect, just because, um, like I was moving, like physically moving around a lot. I learned how to like take out some of the things that are supposed to be a choke point, like a little quicker. Um, just you know, just generally, like people that play a lot of games are going to be better at these things because it's kind of intended more for just kind of checking out new stuff um okay so you got the wireless oculus then yeah yeah yep it's entirely self-powered how's the like interface and everything it's really cool yeah it's it's they did a great job on it i know it's different than the the other and i mean you don't need any other sensors Mm. yeah it's um so it's got the four lenses on the outside um, it only looks... I mean, it's not black and white. It's doing some kind of, like, infrared something or whatever. So, like, yeah. it is... Um, it'll show you that when you're, like, setting up. So, you, like... You tell it what level the floor is at. So that it knows how tall you are. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and then... Um, and, like, where to put objects, basically. And then you draw on this grid that it puts on the floor. You, like, draw an outline of the space that you want to walk around in. So that you don't bump into walls and shit. Oh, and then well, where's the fucking fun in that when you're that's a good point when you're you playing the game it like if you're about to go toward one of your boundaries that you drew it will like load up sort of like a kind of semi-translucent like grid that's like hey don't pass right here because this is you're getting close to the wall yeah it's really cool i mean i i don't see the point unless you can like you're not playing vr unless you kyle one of your walls hell yeah just send a fucking one of those little controllers straight through a bitch <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, so it's really realistic. cool. <laughs> I really felt that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the real... The thing is that 
when you do that full 360 look around and then you like kind of you know you're standing still and it's like wow this is amazing and then you take a step and your head moves to the slightly to the left and it's like dude it, it really is like you're in there okay so the head tracking is really good if you tilt your head your head oh yeah i mean it's it's just looking at your room at all times so if you're you know if you readjust it's constantly doing double triangulation because basically it's got the two sets you know right and left cameras that can triangulate the way human eyes do and then it's got the top and bottom that can triangulate again to help remember where everything is uh you know it, it can get really good fine like motor like if you're twisting your head to the side you know to the right or left without turning but just twisting your like beveling your head it can track that really well cool it's extremely yeah, that's good. awesome yeah. you know it's something that i've been looking at for a while now just kind of what's the like what's the price point on on these guys uh the rift set was 300 i think let me look and, um the headset yeah. i mean i had an old one that was like 120 this is the one I was replacing, so this obviously it's going to be better because not only is it you know four years newer, but also that much more power. Up, I'm going to load a PC uh, a PC mag article. Okay, yeah the uh, okay oh, so the Quest. Um, all right, the 64 gig Quest is 400, and the 128 gig is 500. Oh, okay, yeah. so quite a bit, so but you do get those. Um, you know the controllers with uh, one, two, three, four, five, five buttons plus the stick that you can click. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of control, a lot of power in these things. I, I don't really know about the battery life. I didn't have to charge it, so it still has some amount of battery life. I don't know. I can't really comment on that yet, just because I haven't done enough with it. But right, it's really good. I definitely yeah, recommend. I, like, I, I think the Quest is probably the way to go. It looks like. You know, uh, from this article that I'm seeing here, they're mm. you know they're saying it's a little less powerful, has a slightly lower refresh rate than the high-end tethered set, which is to be expected. Obviously, yeah. Um, well, again, overall, part of the difference is, is like it is it. They did choose that over, um, over the Rift S though. They chose yeah. the Quest. Yeah. Um. You know yeah. the the ability to not be tethered, like when you say that, like oh, the the tethered one is a little more powerful. It's like it's actually not your computer is a little more powerful right right Right? so like um you know if you have a worse computer which you know is unlikely that your computers if you have anywhere near a modern gaming computer it's probably not worse than the quest graphics and whatnot you know what i mean but it it does ask that question you know yeah the quest all-in-one vr 64 gig is that the one you picked up yeah, the smaller size is fine because you really only need one game on it at a time. I mean, you know, what are you going to... I don't know. It is a question. Like, what are you going to do? Like, why do you oh, need 10 I mean, games on your quest at any given time? Well, you're only going to double it. So what is that going to be? Like, two games? Yeah, really. Like, I mean, these games are a lot smaller than you think. Somehow, the uh, okay. the whole ability to do the VR stuff, for some reason, is... It comes in a lot smaller package than you'd expect, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. And like previous models, it comes with it comes with like built-in headphones and everything too. Well, it does not have the headphones, but it has built-in speakers. Uh, you can plug in your own headphones if you want to get a little more immersive. But the speakers are fine. Oh, okay, cool. That's and what the little yeah, holes are on the side. 
That, that's what I was looking at. I was like, okay, so it comes with the controllers and the headset. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know the, the previous model that I had played had little speakers on the side that was a tether, yeah. of course. But yep, it's got that. Yeah, three, $3.99's not bad for this, um, you know, considering this is probably the direction that they want to move with mm-hmm. the VR. Like, it might be a little less powerful, but mm-hmm. with some development, it could be, you know, it could be on par. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, 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 and kind and of the whole better? idea that's like... Breaking this away from your computer so you can just go do this anywhere, basically. I mean, right. you, you do want some space. Like, the Star Wars game said, hey, you're working with less than the recommended uh, six and a half feet by six and a half feet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get a fucking 12 by 12 room to play in. <laughs> like, I don't know how to tell you. That just ain't happening. Right. So, right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, yeah. it would be a drain on me to have to hook this thing up to my PC every single time. I exactly. Want to and then that requires that your PC is somewhere that you have, you know, 12 square feet to walk around in. Which is yeah. like, where the fuck does anybody have that? And again, for me, if, if I wanted to stream it, though, I don't know if you could stream the the Quest, though. I'm not sure how that I'm not. Works. You'd have to get a custom thing. I mean, it, it yeah. runs off your phone. To, it runs off of the app on your phone. So you will use your phone to initiate downloads and do certain things. It connects to Wi-Fi by banding, uh, you know, Bluetooth thing through your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so maybe you, you could, could possibly capture something off your phone. I'm not really sure how that works. Yeah. Does it have a screen on your phone of what you're playing um, on the PC? No, it doesn't yeah, replicate it. But I, I'm not sure if it's not doing that because that's a setting or if it's not capable. I really have no idea. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, it was, you know, I, I think it was, uh, you know, pretty good idea for us, you know, talking about um, us, you know, you specifically playing some mm. VR games to take a look at the difference between the Quest and the Rift. Yeah. Um, you know, for those people who are interested, like, of course, myself. For sure. Cool. Um, so is that pretty much been it? You've just been... Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I mean, um, playing those things. I had some work to catch up on after the long weekend that I took, so... Yeah, for, for me, this time of year is always hectic for me. That's why I'm always kind of happy it's a little bit of a, like, a drought. Quiet, just because yeah. Because my birthday happens. Uh, Ashley's birthday happens. And it always seems there's always some shit that happens within this, you know, within this stretch of, mm. you know, like, a month and a half or two months. So, um, yeah, like, I've managed to... You know, squeak through all the birthday stuff. Uh, so hopefully things will start to, for me, get back to normal, so I can get to work on some of the stuff I need to work on. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we don't have any news about the monthlies yet. So uh, hang on, hang tight until next week, where I can pretty much guarantee we'll have everything. Yeah, we should. Um, man. But uh, we'll jump into uh, the games releasing, which we do have a few games releasing. Uh, these ones coming uh, in between July 22nd and the 28th. Uh, the first one coming on Thursday, uh, July 25th, for PS4, Switch, PC from uh, Sirloin Games. Fantasy Strike. If only it was Sirloin Games, because I'm getting hungry. Sirloin Cloth Games. Hmm. Um, Loin Cloth Games. That sounds good. Loin Cloth, yeah. Um, I like that. So, you know, I haven't seen this 
you know, I haven't seen this game yet. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty much your, it looks like a pretty much your standard fighting game. Mm. Um, did you, uh, did you have a specific reason that you were throwing this in there or? I mean, it's coming out. <laughs> Just because it's coming out? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. kind of cool. It seems like these games are all basically doing the same thing. Like, fighting games are having a really big resurgence right now, and they have for yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, And it seems kind of... They got some unique shit going on. I don't know if this is, like, entirely new, or if it's a new version of an older, like, Fantasy Strike game. I'm not really sure. Yeah, um, Fantasy Strike's never... Uh, it's something that, I like, maybe I just haven't heard of, because I'm not, you know crazy huge in the mm. you know fighting world but right um i don't even recall seeing that at uh ceo yeah it's, um, if it, it was it's there I'd just probably brand new then yeah um, it's cool though. but there is another ceo event coming up uh a smaller event in orlando here mm. um that i'm gonna try to get invited to as well just a you know kind of not not trying to like it's definitely not something that I would like participate in, mm-hmm. but it is kind of cool to go and see, um, you know, a different style of game that I'm not necessarily super super interested in, just yeah. to see what you know that world's like. So, hmm. yeah, you can pick that one up. Like I said, Thursday twenty fifth on PS Four, Switch, and PC. If you are in the market for uh, a new fighting game that you could yeah. potentially be good at. That's one of the big things about fighting games. Um, you want to get in as soon as possible, yep. and you want to, uh, you know, master a character, master, you know, something specific and figure out exactly what the enemy characters do as well. So, Right. Um, right. This one does seem a bit different, though. It has, like, uh, not just, like, your human characters. Uh, there's a big ass panda bear that looks like mm-hmm. uh like a like a fish man uh there was uh, kind of like a golem there's a girl who has like a paintbrush it looks like yeah there was a girl that had like a ghost oh yeah yeah, yeah that was cool where's that one at so i do want to see that again no, a lot of, it seems like a lot of cool kind of interesting stuff they're definitely going to like a you know fantasy oh, yeah, strike is. is extremely fantasy based it seems like so uh, yeah, D. Gray, a, a dude with a girly ghost. Yeah. Damn! And imagine about, getting your fucking ghost wife to whip a dude's ass for you. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So you can go check that one out. Love getting my wife to whip a dude's ghostly ass for me. I feel like the next one's more in your. Absolutely. Your so I'm definitely gonna be playing this starting Friday and ending 20 minutes after I die, when my switch battery dies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tear my, like, fucking Iron Man, Asshole. like, heart core out and plug it into my Switch to get a couple extra minutes. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, this is absolutely my shit. How many this is, houses do they need? Uh, like, ten would be better. I'm going to I'm gonna wait for the DLC when they give me the five extra houses. Go ahead and jump anywhere in this video, because it's, it's their uh, Treehouse Live thing, and we probably don't need to watch, like, fucking Stacy talk about it. But, uh... <laughs> or her mom. Or her mom. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd hang out with Stacy's mom. You heard about her. I heard all about her. That actress died. Damn. Damn. Really do be like that. So, uh, basically, this game, you are... I think, like, they've sort of done the best of... I'm going to be going on about this for, like, five weeks, so lock in. This is going to be my new uh, fucking Three Kingdoms. (laughs) I talk about it, like, every week. 
Um, you're at like so. There's two phases of the game. In the beginning part of the game, you like create a character and you're like this like wise teacher or whatever, and then you basically meet the three like uh, the the children and their entourage of the three leaders of the three major like countries in this game so it's like an empire a kingdom and then like a weird alliance Mm -hmm. and um you're going to become a new like tutor at the school or whatever and uh it's basically like you know fantasy less wizard more fantasy hogwarts and all the like kids and their like squads are all going to, to the school to learn about tactics and warriorship and whatever the fuck so um basically you are like gonna become the teacher of one of these entourages so you get like there's like the leader of the house which is like um you know imagine like uh like if we're talking like game of thrones or something like rob stark and like the stark Mm -hmm. kids would be like the main character and then the backups would be like Theon. Like, ooh, he's a kind of a sword wielding uh, warrior, but he's not like a tank. He's like quick or whatever. And then there's also, you know, uh, Dick Face, Fart Nugget, and whoever the other fucking idiot is. So, those guys. Those You guys know, right? Players. You guys know what I'm talking about. So, like, you know, you get their whole squad, and that's basically your team that you'll have throughout the game. And then at a certain point, once you've like raised people, taught them in certain skills, um, you know, uh, train them with different stuff, and they've like gotten relationships with other characters. Like it may be like a uh, hey, let's hump relationship, or it may be like a you know, me and so and so are really good friends, and we have great synergy on the battlefield type friends. And we hump, and we bump, bump our fuglies. So like, bumping fuglies. You know, you're like getting this whole squad of kids up, and then eventually at a certain point, like, you know, halfway or slightly less than halfway or slightly more than halfway, whatever, through the game, um, your characters will experience, like, a time hop. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, you're going to... Uh, like, it, it goes into the future when these three different houses are at war with each other. And there's going to be some, like, tough decisions to make. And you're going to lose some of your students are like, some of them are going to be evil possibly, or, you know, whatever I th- I'm thinking, I do not have any information that leads me to say this. this is not a spoiler, but I'm thinking that probably, um, the kids that you raised will turn out to be evil. And then you have to leave all of their allies against them and kill the ones that you trained. Right. Cause that would be like a really good, like gut punch. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I don't have any reason really to believe that that's what's going to happen other than I think it'd be cool. <laughs> Um, they kind of changed up the tactics layer as well. They've removed the normal, um, what they called uh, the like the the weapons effectiveness triangle, like the rock paper scissors of swords, axes, and lances. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically just making it so that different characters are good at different things. So um, it's a lot more specific to exact combat style rather than you know, hey, this guy happens to have an axe, so he's automatically good against everybody that has a spear, no matter what. And it's like, well, you know, a fast axe guy might be better against a slow spear guy, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes right, sense. Right. Yeah. So that's what they're... They, they kind of split that up and they've changed the way that combat works in that way. So um, I obviously haven't been able to experience that. We didn't get like a review code or anything, so... Um, <clears throat> Not yet. 
you know, I've been trying to send Nintendo pictures of my dick, and they just, for some reason, they just keep blocking my email. So I have to keep making new email addresses. It's really weird. Well, I mean, you to get through to them, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to, it, just persistence is key. Yeah. Uh, guys, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real? Don't For do real, don't do this. Because the, so, they'll, they'll get mad. <laughs> yeah, eventually you'll be arrested. So, um... Yeah, it's, I'm super excited for it. I really like what they're doing. Um, it seems like they'll be able to do a really good job of be able to basically really do the Harry Potter thing the same way Harry Potter did, where there's, like, the first, you know, act is, um, you know, we're dumbasses at school and we're, I'm learning how to, like, touch another dude's dick or whatever. And right. then a second phase, which is, uh, oh, it turns out we have to kill this immortal god being uh, in, like, an insane war where a bunch of our friends are going to die. Mondays, am I right? Jesus, that's why I don't go to work on Mondays. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm sick again. <laughs> yeah. And it so always yeah, works. This, yeah, this does look fantastic. Um, yeah. Like, for me, I, for me, I don't know if it is... Um, like, I don't know if it's my jam out of the gate. I can't mm-hmm. look at this and go, okay, I, you know, I want this. Yes, um, definitely something that you... This, I see the gameplay and I go, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is something I could super get into. Mm-hmm. But I need that. Um, I just don't think it's a day one thing that I'm going to get into. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have. It's definitely, um, it's definitely an acquired thing. Like I've played, I think every. Um, well, I don't want to say that. I've played all of the modern American Fire Emblem games. Uh-huh. Um, other than I only played one. Uh, version, I guess, of the last one, which was Conquest, Birthright, and Dick Fart, I think. Yeah, Dick Fart. Um, that sounds right. So, you know, I, I didn't get super into that whole set just because it was really weird how they split it up and I didn't really know how to get what I wanted easily. So I was like, I don't have to waste time on this. I'm leaving. Right. So, uh, yeah, this, I mean, see, I, I guess uh, the last one I played was on 3DS. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, it was probably um, Awakening. Yes, Awakening was their last really big one, and I, like I was playing it, and I couldn't get into what was happening happening story wise. Mm. Just I, I don't know. I I was playing. Well, it yeah, that one was flawed too. That it was really um, like it was interesting because Awakening did really really well because I think it came out at a really good time and it had really interesting strategy and everything. Yeah. But it came out at a time when, uh, like, the whole point of Awakening was this reference to all of these other um, Fire Emblem games. So if you hadn't played, like, 40 of them, the game didn't really make sense. Because it was right. constantly referencing the others. Yeah. Um, and I I played maybe a handful of them here and there. Nothing yeah. too much. So it was, um, you yeah, know, it was just something I was like, uh, I think I'm good. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even I don't think I still have it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I don't know what this what this game plans on doing, but if it can tell me a story from the beginning, which it looks like it will, because it's having you create a character. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, this is a like Awakening was also set in the same world as a previous Fire Emblem game, so like mm-hmm. they were referencing things like Marth that are from like. Uh, right. I don't know if it's the very first. I think the very first Fire Emblem game had Marth in it. So, you know, it was referencing things that you had to have 
been really paying attention. It's kind of like Final Fantasy. So, like, some of the Final Fantasy games are set in Ivalice. So there's certain things that you need to know about Ivalice in that case, right? So this is a whole new world, a new setting, all new characters. I think that'll really help it out. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, it, like, I look at it, and, uh, and it, it looks looks great. The gameplay looks fantastic. Mm. Um, the idea behind it is good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I mean, I could definitely get into it. I just don't think... I mean, yeah, yeah. There's certainly a chance they're going to fuck it. It depends on what... For me, it depends on what I've got going on with my with what I've got going on with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, like currently, right now, it's like one of the the Switch is the system that I'm playing. Yeah. Like I haven't played. Um, at, like it's weird to say, but my PS4 is like the third console or the third video gaming device mm-hmm. um, amongst my three. Like where right now the Switch is the main thing I'm playing. PC will be the second thing I'm playing. Yeah. And PS4 would be after, um, but yeah, like I, I don't with the Switch. It kind of works like, um, like I don't like to divert, di- like divert my attention from it, from mm. whatever I'm playing. So it really depends on what I can do with, uh, um, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and probably the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like if I can get through it and go, okay, I think I'm good until like some dlc comes out for it yeah, yeah this could de- this will definitely be something i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up but yeah i would like to see what other people think of the games like as like in total you can shoot over to uh you can shoot over to um our uh social media sites you can go over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc and chat with us over there about all of the weekly ongoing stuff and you can also let us know what you think of uh, Fire Emblem over on Twitter at Mammoth Games and you can just drop us a line over there um, and it would be a good discussion especially for someone uh, that sounds like they have some experience you said you've played quite a lot of them and yeah. I've played very few of them so it is uh, an interesting back and forth um, I guess one more question uh, is uh, uh, is it still like permadeath in this game? Uh, so there's multiple settings uh-huh. Right, so there is a permadeath setting, um, which is basically, um, like, I guess there's I like different that. points in the game that sometimes there will be permadeath and sometimes not, and then there's a setting that it's always permadeath, and then there's a setting that it's never permadeath. I, I kind of like permadeath. Um, yeah. I like, I love the idea of permadeath, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just like I'm not sure if, like, I it, it could it could could ruin the game a little bit for me by going okay I yeah. want to do permadeath right out of the gate yeah that's always the fear um, but I want to do it right out of the gate yeah and, and I'm saying it could ruin it because if I don't do permadeath and I play for you know like 15 or 20 hours and then I'm like this would be really fun with permanent death on mm-hmm. and then I go back and start playing again I'll never finish it I know right right yeah, it's um. I mean, like this game has a lot more. Um, how do I want to describe like survivability mechanics? So you can it, like there is a time like your character that you create and play as sort of has like a time control aspect type of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff where you can like reset turns. You can see what moves enemies are gonna make. So like the you see the red arrows sometimes when a character is moving close to an enemy. 
that's yeah, showing that they're going to target you. They can target you, yeah. And then it, uh, or, or they will. You can actually use that to like draw enemies off by sending a new character into the way to get targeted instead. Oh, okay. Um, so that kind of hopefully gives you, um, I don't know that that ability to kind of fuck around with that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It it seems like there, that might be a lot more fixable, um, to kind of, that was cool. Fucks around with it a little bit. Yeah. 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 This, this could be cool. Um, and you know, hopefully it doesn't, um, Hopefully it's inviting to a new audience. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be probably my biggest, uh, my biggest hope is that it, you know it doesn't doesn't lean too much on things that it like. It's good to lean on things you've done in the past, but hopefully it doesn't do it too too much to the point that we can't fucking understand what's happening. Right. So yeah. So it seems like it's done a really good job, and well, yeah. Sort of just have to see how it plays out, but I, I definitely have a lot of hope for it right now. I'm really excited to kind of dive into it. So, hell yeah, cool. Hell yeah, brother. Um, and then the last thing that we got, uh, last yeah, the last one that we have for uh, this next week, uh, coming out on the same day as Fire Emblem, uh, so Friday the 26th for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and uh, at some point the Stadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Bethesda, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so Youngblood is about uh, BJ Blazkowicz's children, correct? Yes, his two daughters. Yeah, his twin daughters, um, who are living in that, basically in that same world that was left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe BJ has gone missing, and they're looking for him. Like you do. Right? That's the story, right? I, I think so. So I haven't been following um, super close to it, but that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of get drawn uh, drawn into the resistance. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Wolfenstein, um, you are on the wrong show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it. they're living in a, uh, uh, like, a Nazi-controlled um, future. <clears throat> and yeah. yeah, his his twins are uh, looks like it was Sophia and Jess. That sounds right. Yeah, and they call them. They I just saw the name pop up. The Terror Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a uh, this is a multiplayer thing, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I really do like that idea of let's make these two characters. Especially, uh, you know, especially making these two female characters. Sorry, Grim. You know, Wolfenstein is uh, a pretty fucking macho game. You know, oh, yeah. it's kind of like Duke Nukem. You know what it I is. mean? Definitely um, so to see them kind of change the way that they're, uh, you know, marketing their game. And, you know, they're marketing, like, look, it is bloody and gory and it's an action movie. But it's an action movie for... Uh, you know, it's an action movie for, you know, females. Or mm-hmm. males. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, this is something that looks really fucking cool to me. Like, yeah, I love some... The, uh, this is set in the 80s, right? Yeah. That's awesome. The early 80s. Yeah. Um, it seem, from what I've heard, they're kind of changing the way combat works in some kind of weird ways to make the co-op work more balancedly. Um, 
So I'm not sure if I'm super into some of that stuff I've heard. Like what? I, I, I'm not familiar. Well, enemies have, like, health boxes. So, like, they have a lot more health or a lot more bullet spongy. Um, so, that's not amazing because part of the fun of the game is just, like, literally walking up to a guy and, like, tearing him in half. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like or Doom. Or headshotting him. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, so, they're kind of going in some weird ways, it seems like. Um, Why does it seem like these two, these two kids, they're hanging out with their friend who is, like, fucking Q from... Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah, but they look they all look like they're they're not older than like 14. Yeah, I don't know how old the <laughs> girls are. I mean, everybody looks kind of young cuz of the art style. Yeah. It's like very like kind of like shiny. It's a extremely weird way to say it, but I think it's the point across. Like everybody's skin is super shiny. So it makes them look a lot smoother than they really are, I think. Yeah. They um, they they also have these like exosuits like um uh, like crisis it reminds me of mm-hmm. yeah they have like this like both of the girls jess and sophia have the like, like a crisis suit on which is weird yeah um it's know, like new versions of it's newer versions of the uh the outfit that uh, D, uh bj has yeah um but this could be really fun like if you have a friend that you play games with uh, pretty often, and you guys are looking for something. It reminds yeah. me of setting up to play, you know, something like uh, like Kane and Lynch back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are just like, you know, they don't have a Kane and Lynch story, but Kane and Lynch was fucking huge for Pasty and myself. Yeah, a game where at the end you or the whole game you play together, and at the end they they pitch you against each other, and you have to kill each other. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like we had been playing like you know 12 to 15 hours and then they're like okay escape or kill him like you do yeah so um definitely definitely some some good stuff i look at this kind of a new version of that yeah yeah so yeah i'm I'm really excited to see more of this um like i said it's i don't know if it's something i'm gonna go out of my way to get right but definitely yeah if i yeah if i definitely see this on a sale like i'll bring it up to you know a few people who could be interested in playing this and uh like i could play it alone but i would rather play it with somebody else mm-hmm. so cool. yeah. uh so that pretty much wraps up the yeah that's what's releasing. coming out yeah games releasing between july 22nd and the 28th um don't see any games that we've missed there's a few uh like try like trials and alphas and betas that i kind of um like scraped across as i was like going through um like this past week but it was nothing that was like kind of like noteworthy it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything huge it was like um hey we're doing a technical test for our like phone game or whatever it was like okay cool um yeah so uh not too much there i do know uh on august on august 6th so we have a little bit of time here um the switch is getting dc universe online Mm -hmm. um so that's something that you know we'll be talking about in the future and that's going to be a freebie i imagine um so so yeah um if you think there's something that we missed there too uh, as always let us know 
Uh, but why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, Dem News. So Alright, so news. we definitely got some nudes. Uh, we teased um, some Ultimate Alliance 3 DLC stuff. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, so what? We, we know that we got a skin, like an alternate skin for Deadpool if you pre-ordered, right? Right, right. It's a pretty, it's a pretty funny skin. Did you see it? Uh, I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. I still don't it's, know how to select skins. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go into like look at the character, mm-hmm. just pay attention to the button combinations down at the bottom, like the things okay. that you can press that do different things. Yeah. And one of them is to swap skins. If you have a skin, there'll be a button there to swap skins. Cool. Um, did we get to the X Mansion in our gameplay? Um, no. No. Was where we left off. We were. Yeah. Uh, we were almost there. We were yeah. like one. I think we were like one fight away from mm-hmm. being there. Um. But yeah, uh, you get to basically see that skin for Deadpool mm-hmm. in the X Mansion. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. But, um. Yeah. Not to interrupt. You can go ahead and continue about the Ultimate Alliance. So yeah, um, so we heard about that. Um, They said that, let's see, um, you also get, uh, so they added Loki to the game. Or I guess he was maybe just not done. Um, Well, he's in the game technically, but he's not a playable character. So he was added day one. So he was part of the expansion pass? I'm not sure. Um, I don't have him in my game, but I know he is in the game. He's like a person that I see, I've seen in the game. Yeah. Um... So then we got, uh, uh, on August 30th, they're adding uh, Cyclops and Colossus. Mm-hmm. So you actually see them in the game, I guess. You do. And then they get added later when they when the DLC thing kicks in. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so they'll be available is, for free. Eventually, yeah, that's a free deal. August 30th. Um, and then there's three character packs. Okay, so all those should be free. The three character packs, uh, the first one is the X-Men character pack. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, sorry, that's the second one. Um, they haven't said who's in that one yet. Uh, the Fantastic Four pack, I guess, is going to be the first one, and take a wild fucking guess. Yeah. Um, Marvel Knights will be the third pack to come out, and it is Punisher, Blade, Moon Knight, and Morbius. Is Moon Knight the guy in all white? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's actually really fucking cool. Is he the one that was like, uh, come out, Dracula, you vampire bitch, or whatever? Probably. That's hilarious. Uh, He's the one that's like, um, there, there's a, there's like a meme that says, uh, me trying to wake up this morning that has Moon Knight bleeding out through his like white robe. Yep. And it says, let's get this bread. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, Morbius is the, uh, he's kind of like Dracula, I guess. Yep. Um, Blade is the one that's hunting Morbius. And, um, then of course Punisher is Punisher. Everyone knows. Yup. Okay. Um, there were some characters in this game that I didn't expect. Maybe I didn't look into it. Mm-hmm. But there were some characters I didn't expect, like uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Ghost Rider. Okay. Didn't expect him. That yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and th- there's some other weird stuff. Like I've expected to have Magneto on my team already. Mm-hmm. Went through the entire expansion. I was introduced to him, you know, and some stuff happened, and I didn't get him on my team. Wow, I'm okay. confused. All right, I was like, huh. um, 
but yeah, there. I mean, it looks like we have a few things coming up for free, which is nice. I'm glad that they've decided, like, because Cyclops and Colossus should have been like a fucking given for right. X Men, um, just because like they're the first two people that I think you see when it comes to the X Men stuff. And mm-hmm. then they're like, nope, we're big dick in it. We have to fight everything by ourselves. Goodbye. Um, hmm. Kind of weird. Uh, as well, it's weird. And I hope that the X-Men pack uh, will have him in it. Yeah. But they show a lot of Beast. Okay. And you can talk to Beast. And, you know, it's just, he's not, he's, he's not someone that you can play as. And he was previously someone you can play as. He had a move called Pinball. Where he rolls into a little mm-hmm. furry beast ball and he bounces around from place to place and yeah. hits everybody. Furry um, beast ball. Love furry it. Furry beast ball. He's got furry beast balls for sure. That's hmm? why they put pants on him finally. Thank God. Thank Christ. I'm sick of seeing that. Walking around like a dog with no tail. Showing his asshole to everyone. It's fucked mm-hmm. up. It's fucked up. Let's see that asshole though. Let's see it. That beast hole. I'm trying to fuck around and look at a dude's asshole. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we said... Uh, the expansion pass, which I think was, what was that, nineteen ninety nine? 20 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Um, get you uh, the Fantastic Four stuff that we've been talking about, the X-Men stuff we've been talking about, and now the Marvel Knights that we know who is in it. Uh, cool characters. It's pretty cool. Yeah, some very cool characters. Like, yeah. some dark characters, which is nice. Um, I was looking through, and they have different, uh, they have different, like perks that when you put this character on your team um if they have the same perks in common it gives you a bonus to it mm-hmm. um they have the uh what is it like uh, back in black perk yeah for characters that are wearing all black <laughs> yeah it's like all of these characters get that except moon knight yeah a lot of them make sense because it's like um you know heavy hitting um so like heavy hitters so they're like big muscular dudes that smash yeah they whatever. can lift heavy stuff too that other characters right. can't like forklifts mm-hmm. um, um and then there's stuff like uh like what was it web slingers so people from the spider universe and also characters that, that are like spider associated because black widow counted <laughs> which is funny yeah that's that's weird i guess um, it's just the name yeah I, that's probably a pun <laughs> you know how these nerds be out here yeah for sure um I mean, we have, uh, what else did they have? Uh, they have the Femme Fatale, Women mm-hmm. of Marvel. Yep, Women of Marvel, um, Femme Fatale. Um, brainy, New Avengers, uh, brainy. Big, big Brainies or whatever. Um, super Geniuses, Inventor, all kinds yeah. of shit. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. Um, some characters have like six different traits they might synergize with. Yeah. And then like, some have like four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like some of them are like two pages where you have to like click this button. Yeah, we times it took to us a while everything. to even notice that. <laughs> yeah, um, so that that's something. Yeah. But I, I do like I do like that they have that kind of synergy. You can even get like um, uh, like you can even form specific teams. Like you can form um, original Avengers. You can form old Avengers. You can mm-hmm. form X Men, uh, X Force. Um, then they have villains, anti heroes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can pretty much put together a lot of different cool combinations and be, Hell yeah. uh, um, like, get bonuses for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it always sucks, though, when you're like, I want this specific person on my team, but he doesn't really fit into that. 
uh, yeah. you, you have to take that hit. But yeah, that's definitely true. Um, there, there's you know a couple. You might have to take a loss every now and then, but I think overall they do, they've done a really good job. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. So uh, up next, we have a little bit of news about Cyberpunk 2077. Trying to bring you literally all of that news that we can. Yeah, I'm extremely like fucking torqued about this one. So uh, yeah. sorry if you hear a uh, that's my dick hitting the table. That's, yeah, um, just a, a wet slap on on concrete. He's whipped it out. For yeah, some reason you got concrete in the room you're recording. In. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Basically, they just have a big uh, interview here. I would definitely check that out over on uh, WCCF Tech. Dot com. Uh, just if you search Cyberpunk 2077 interview, um, they talk about some stuff for like how they want to make it playable for people that aren't shooter fans. Um, they mention a lot of kind of interesting things. Uh, we're gonna see that E3 demo, uh, you know the the Gamescom demo uh, at some point here, relatively soon. Up yeah. here, I hear. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to. They talk a little bit about. Um, how the cops will come after you if you fuck up, kind of like in uh, GTA or some interesting... He doesn't give a lot about that, but sort of interesting stuff. Um, they say that there are areas where um, enemies are over-leveled. So uh, is Cyberpunk is April 2020. Uh, expected release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Graham was asking about that. So, um, yeah, they, uh, you know, they're... They're going over a bunch of different stuff. They say how you can go into over-leveled areas. It's a classic RPG thing. And then they talk about the difficulty settings. Uh, they said, will there be multiple difficulty settings as there were in The Witcher 3? And uh, whoever they're talking to, probably Marcin, says, uh, yes, of course. The most fun, I think, is the hardcore setting where we turn off the UI. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, that will be a real challenge for a lot of players. At the same time, if you want to play casually for the story and maybe not experience with shooters... That was a real big concern for us. We want to tell a story, and maybe you're a big fan of Witcher, but you're not comfortable with shooters, so we have settings available for that. We even have weapons for that. If you recall, we had a weapon called the Smart Gun, which helps you aim. The bullets are slower and usually a bit weaker, but if aiming isn't that good, you can always pick up the Smart Gun. Um, there was some negative feedback about first-person only, and they said, we're still kind of working with that. Um, we're considering accessibility, subtitles. Um, but the first-person perspective, we can do a lot more things, more immersive dialogue. Um, it's first person. You can literally shoot someone within a second. You pull the gun and you're immediately shooting people. To us, that's really important and really immersive. Um, you will still see your character, of course. There are some third-person transitions. Um, you can see yourself in reflections. Uh, and they just kind of, you know, yeah, talk about just, a couple other things. You know, they're just kind of going over, yeah. you know, those important things. Accessibility uh, but, is the big stuff they kind of talk about there. Yeah, it sounds like they're going over that and some of those like finer details that kind of make the game a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's 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 pretty important that um, like to separate a good game from a great game are things like do NPCs have a routine mm -hmm. that they follow or are they just kind of like aimlessly wandering? They just seem to be standing out in the street for no reason. Right, and this, you know, they're definitely going with what they did in Witcher, where they kind of, you know, they said, oh, when it rains, do the people go to try to hide? And it's like, yeah, you know, just like they did in The Witcher, we're going to have them do that, well, except they're more intelligent now. But this is cyberpunk, so no, it rains all the time in cyberpunk universes, uh, if you've ever... Well, yeah, I mean, people will, like, uh, rip out umbrellas and shit, or, sure. like, stand under awnings. 
Um, very cool. And uh, they've also they also said that you'll be exploring the outskirts of Night City as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to go out into the desert of California and view things like power plants and man highways and stuff like that. You're not just limited to Night City. Um, it's Hell a cool yeah. place to use our cars and to drive them fast. Mm. So that's fucking cool. So Can't wait I to slam into a fucking rock in the road and do a triple backflip and explode. Yeah, I imagine that there's going to be some sort of... Uh, like night city racing out there you yeah know what I mean? yeah yeah so that that's gonna be cool yeah and they had the horse the racing and uh, some of the vehicles that we've seen too um that's gonna be really fun uh you know we've already seen the um like the motorcycle and then the uh the one car but that, mm-hmm. that's one thing i am curious about yeah i mean the kinds of vehicles can you yeah. hijack vehicles good question still a lot of good questions uh out there so yeah 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 i'm super excited um basically everything i see about it gets me like more torqued (laughs) Uh uh-huh all right so we're gonna go into uh we have basically three different blocks um Mm -hmm. and then we have uh like one last um we have one last thing after that uh but we're gonna go ahead and transition into the nintendo news block um so we have a we, we have the you know the first thing that we wanted to talk about was the new Nintendo switch model uh, having a, a longer battery life which is pretty cool um, I don't know I, it's not something that I've uh, really experienced too much of a problem with the uh, I have the launch switch and um, its battery life is still really good mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's I, I'm always mindful of how long I'm going to be playing it. If I know that I'm going to, um, like, if I know that uh, I'm only going to play it like an hour on lunch or something like that, yeah. I'll crank I'll crank the uh, brightness all the way up. But you know, if I know that I'm going to be you know out without electricity for you know you know without a wall plug basically for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll turn that stuff down and it can last. Um, you know, it can, you can last out there. Uh, usually like five or six hours um, if you're really mindful Um, but uh, yeah usually if you have it cranked up you're going to last about like two hours Mm -hmm. Um, but the new version is uh, supposed to be offering approximately between four and a half to nine hours of battery life compared to uh, the 2.5 to 6.5 battery life of the current model um so that's pretty fucking big that is a big jump um an example is offered in the legend of zelda breath of the wild which can run for three hours on the current hardware and five and a half hours on the updated console yeah on the same setting um so that's good but you know it, it is one of those things with with batteries i always look at batteries as you know you're you're just it, it's gonna wear out you know mm-hmm. over time um, every time that you charge it, it gets a little worse. That's true. Like, and if you leave it docked, like I leave mine docked almost all the time, uh-huh. uh, that definitely kills battery. Yeah, it's not great for it. I, yeah. I leave mine. Um, I don't leave mine docked. I, mine's actually rarely on the dock. But um, and I, when I charge it, I usually plug it into the the, the wall plug into the charger, and mm-hmm. I'll do it like overnight, and then I'll unplug it and I'll either take it with me or just yeah, that's like that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, the new console that they're talking about, of course, is the Switch Lite, which uh, 
uh, they're saying has between three and seven hour uh, battery life, um, mm-hmm. putting at the midpoint between the new and the old version of the Switch. Um, yeah. So you know, if you are looking for like it, like this upgrade, um, you know, getting the new battery life on the original, um, on the original systems, uh, you know, if. If your switch is fine and you don't feel any like drain on your battery, I don't see there being a huge reason to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I agree. You know, if you are looking for something to just take with you on the go, um, the Switch Lite is is good. I kind of look at that as the family model, the family mm-hmm. family model. You know, like yeah, and I mean you can always get I'm looking a, for uh... another player or something like that to play Pokemon with. Cool, we have this other Switch. Um, you know, you you know, you can play with me, or if you have kids, like yeah. here he goes, a hundred dollars cheaper, so you don't feel like you're getting kicked in the beanbag for, right? Uh, you know, that right. high amount. Um, and that's, you know, you can always get like if you are really concerned about the battery life, or if you know you're having like a you know a twelve hour travel day and you want to bring your switch with you or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could do like I, I bought a like a rechargeable battery pack basically. How does those um, work? Do those work well? Uh, I, I haven't interacted a lot with it. Um, it's. I mean, I know they work fantastic for my phone. Like, yeah, they're really good and, for phone. I don't know how long it's going to be able to offload into the Switch. I haven't done it for that. Right. Uh, for the phone, I get like two and a half charge, like full charges out of it. So <laughs> I got and it's. I only spent like forty bucks, so that's it's pretty. Bad. I mean, the the battery stuff is getting cheaper and cheaper. Um, I I do know. Uh, if you are charging your switch not docked, mm. um, you do want to use that charger that plugs into the dock to mm. charge your switch. You don't yeah. want to use, um, you know, something else to try and charge the switch. Uh, like it just it, I'm I'm pretty sure it's just like slower. Um, like I, I've seen uh, like just controller wise. Like, if I don't plug, like, my PS4 controller into my system mm. with uh, a cord that is, like, like a Sony brand cord, it charges it a lot faster. And mm. if I just, like, have, like, I don't know, like an iPhone brick that has, uh, like, a mini USB attached to it and try to charge my uh, controller that way, it charges so much slower. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always something to look at as well. Yeah. Um, but... What else? What else were they talking about here? The other switch, the Nintendo story. You mean? Uh, no. Uh, lower in this article. Oh, that's just when they say, "Hey, people were expecting a Switch Pro, but that's not what this is." The end. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I didn't get to read this article since you. Yeah. yeah. Um. But something else that we've been talking about over on, uh, over on our Facebook a little bit. Yeah, this got a good um, amount of. Uh, yeah, get a debate, little bit of I guess. in there. Um, some debate, which is what we're kind of looking for. Yeah. Um, uh, so the Switch... Uh, the main Switch controllers, the Joy-Cons... Uh, and apparently this is non-original Joy-Cons. Uh, so, non-original to the system. Okay, so ones that you've bought and synced to the system. Right. Apparently, those are experiencing, uh, like, basically the, um, the like, control stick is getting some, like, drift degradation, which is sort of like, 
um, you know, it'll the the console will behave as if you're constantly like pushing slightly to the left on the stick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll notice your character just slightly like, or like the camera's slightly tilting. It's yes. like always moving around. Um, so like, I mean, people. It, it seems like either you get this issue or you don't. Uh, the people that get it, it seems like they're getting it within a couple months. Um, and if you don't get it within a couple months, it doesn't seem to be appearing. So, right. Um, um, it's kind of weird to determine what's happening, but, uh, there is a class action lawsuit in place that claims that, uh, Nintendo's just using cheap parts and is refusing to fix and repair, um, as they're sort of legally required to. Um, it is, it, it is one of those things like in my mind, if they are using like a cheaper quality material and it is causing a problem, yeah. that immediately is they need to fix it um, because yeah. their controllers are you know not only smaller and they they don't feel bad but they don't feel as good as other. Oh, controllers. it is absolutely not like a DualShock or an Xbox One controller, um, right? I mean, like the GameStop brand controllers are a similar level of quality in my opinion. <laughs> And they're ten dollars more. They're yeah. seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, the um, the Joy Cons are very expensive, right? Considering um, what you're working with, which is not a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there is that class action lawsuit that um, you know, not only do you spend seventy bucks on the Joy Cons, um, but then Nintendo charges you to ship them to, to repair ship them and fix them, right? Um. So it, you know, that's kind of a. It's kind of like a doctor making people sick and then having them come back to him to heal them. I mean, yeah, it's a firefighter that lights the fires, right? Right, right. Um, so like business. So is basically, good. um, so this particular individual, um, is it Andrew Diaz or Diaz, yeah, uh, Ryan Diaz, says, um, basically, so I had a faulty, a single controller started getting con- the drift. And I was still under my one-year warranty, so I sent it in. You have to pay $6 shipping fee or whatever. Right. Um, and then uh, it, it came back, and later the same controller had it again. And it was out of the one-year warranty at that point. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to pay to have somebody fix this. Uh, I'm just going to buy two additional left and right Joy-Con controllers. So that tells me he bought four total, right? Two uh, additional yeah, left would- and right. Yeah, he would have had to have bought two. Because two lefts not... and two rights. Yeah. <laughs> is what well, I understand. It could be well, two no. additional controllers, one left and one right. It's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, they come in a pack with a left and a right, so he just bought right. two sets of them. And he already had the original set that he was using. Right, which are breaking. System, which, yeah. um, which should have been fine, should have been drift-free, from what I understand, right? Well, it doesn't, under, it doesn't necessarily say. He said he sent a faulty Joy-Con controller to Nintendo for repair. He doesn't say it was the one that came with his console. Okay. Because a lot of what I've heard is not from the original consoles. It's newer controllers. So it could be a problem with the way that the pairing works because they come already paired to the original console that they come with. Mm-hmm. Or at least mine did. I don't know if that's normal. But I didn't have to do any additional pairing, right? They were just already paired. Yeah, I think mine was. Um, I can't remember. So, I don't know what the deal with that is. He said, basically, the company is failing to disclose the defect and routinely refuses to repair uh, the joysticks without charge when the defect manifests and has never disclosed this material defect to customers. 
Um, his quote experiences are by no means isolated or outlying occurrences. Indeed, the internet is replete with examples of message boards and other websites where consumers have complained of the exact same Joy-Con defect. So basically, they're saying that, okay, look, like this guy, like they know that they have an extreme problem. This is similar to, they're basically saying it's similar to the Red Ring problem, which was, hey, we didn't uh, put proper cooling gel on our. Uh, uh, on the um, processor. processor chip, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically Microsoft had to, like, bite the bullet on that one and say, you know what, everybody just send in your fucking console and we'll fix it. And if, you're, yeah. if you have a red ring issue, it's free. If it's any other issue, you still have to abide by our normal, like, $5 shipping fee. Um, you know, if it's something additional that is not part of the warranty, then we'll charge extra. If it's red ring, we're, we're paying for it. When well, I went and it? sent my 360 in for Red Rings, there were 10 in the post office that day. Yeah. That were being it, sent in. It turns into a shit show immediately as soon as something like the Red Ring uh, situation happens. Right, that's because that's a construction, or a, um, yeah, construction. That, you know, that's like a, a fundamental issue. Like, oh, our entire process was wrong about this. And people, like, decide, like, okay, I've had my system for two years or something. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing in towels and run this, you know. And do some fucked up shit to it to try to make it work. Up, yeah, to, yeah, to make it burn out so I can, you know, get that red ring and send it in. Right. Uh, you know, Ironically, that was also the fix. Kind of painful. <laughs> what, there was a lot, of, like, uh, to, if you, uh, like I did, uh, there was a fix you could do to red rings that basically you force it to overheat so much that it forgets how to overheat. <laughs> So, like, um, there was a fix where you jam the um, exhaust fans, oh, like God. the cooling fans, and then just uh-huh. let it run until it overheats. It red rings itself. Then you do a hard reset, and when it comes back, it's like, oh, I'm not overheated anymore. I'm better, and it works. I wonder because if that it, was, like, a, a, it like like forces a, faulty, it, a faulty soldering job. Like error something. checking or something. I don't know. And then, the, yeah, the towel method that if you already had red rings, that's because of overheating. It was the original problem. So you overheat it again, past the original overheating, and then when it cools off from that one, it's like, oh, I'm better. So it doesn't always work, and it'll usually red ring again because the original problem hasn't been fixed. But it was a way to kind of get some extended life out of it sometimes. So you could fix it or break it by doing a lot of these methods. Right. Which is kind of funny. But yeah, eventually they just had to bite the bullet and be like, okay, this is free. We will repair these for free. Um, So Nintendo's going to have to do this if this is a, it depends on how the issue, how the problem comes up. Because we've, we've heard a little bit, we heard from somebody that still works retail. That's like, I see like multiple ones of these a day. Like we get several a day. We get several, or or if I don't get several of them turned in a day, I hear about it several times a day, right? Somebody that's coming in and buying more that's saying, Hey, mine are starting to do these. It's not quite broken yet, but it's definitely becoming an issue. Um, and then somebody else that said, Hey, I have a, you know, somebody that also used to work in the same retail. That's like, I know a lot of people that have switches and I have not heard of a single case of this from a reputable source. Like, I think people are just bitching and moaning online. Yeah. But he doesn't work there anymore. He doesn't work there anymore. But it, like, I definitely understand his point. Cause that's what people sure. did with the red rings. Like you said, people were forcing it so they could get a free system out of it. Right. So like, it is kind of questionable. Um, you know, like it's definitely happening. Like, you can't debate that's happening because there's video. <laughs> right. But um, there is kind of a question of, like, how bad is the issue? We don't really know for sure yet. It seems bad, but also, you know, people really only tend to talk about things when they're complaining. 
So it, it's right. sort of hard to tell. And I've definitely seen people online already that are like, uh, this is just more proof that Nintendo is a shit tier company. I can't believe anybody plays their stuff. And people are like, well, when did, how soon did you get the drift? And he's like, oh, it hasn't happened to me. Oh. It's like, oh, you just want something to bitch and moan about. You know? Okay, cool. Just so, um, so speaking of that, we were talking about retail. This uh, is kind of something a little different that I wanted to bring up because I read a small article about it. Mm. Um, and, you know, it kind of pertains to us since we did both work there at some point. Right. Um, but GameStop is changing the way that their store... Or they're having... They're creating new store concepts. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know how I feel about it, but um, the way that I took it and the way that it kind of read is not only are they going to be having, uh, like, retro-specific stores... Um, but also some more streamlined physical store concepts uh, for places for them to buy titles. So um, if you're really into fighting games, they may have a fighting game GameStop. Uh, That's really know, weird. Very fucking weird. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I think my issue is that you hear about this a lot of times when a company is like purely fucked and they basically have to... Yeah. They have to justify like their expenditure at the very end. So like Toys R Us... Right at the end, like, you know, five, four or five months before they close, we're like, oh, we're going to be redesigning our stores to better fit with the current market. And then they uh-huh. fired every single employee with no warning. Yeah. So, like, um, I, like GameStop cannot, I mean, like, to say that, like, hey, we're going to take your mall store that's in, like, a middle of, like, a, you know, a normal suburban town or whatever. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, a, a mall that just lost its Sears, just lost its Toys R Us, is losing... You know, JC business Penny. every day. JC Penney's on a fucking death's door over here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're going to convert this normal store that just every nerd in this town comes to to buy the Call of Duty every year in Madden. We're going to convert it into a retro gaming store that only sells uh, retro fighting games. It's like, dude, it's going to cease to exist. Like, what you're doing is you're putting in more justification to close bad performing stores. I think that's right. what this is. Yeah. And gonna, that's what that's yeah. what I was that's what I was like leaning toward. Um, that there's like no way is this a good idea for a company who is closing stores because they can't keep the doors open. Right, and they just shuttered Think Geek. Yeah, you know, think they were like, oh, Think Geek is only going to be available physically now. You realize that that's the dead market. Like the online market exists. Yeah, <laughs> like the the physical market is what's dying, and you're taking away from that. I wonder if that's their way of going... Hey, we're fucked. Uh, well, aside from, <laughs> hey, we need to cut that shit out. Um, yeah. To, let's force people to go into brick and mortar stores. because that's Yeah, I think that's what it was, survive. is they were trying to trick more people in. But like, okay. Yeah. So they went and redesigned already every GameStop to have like a quarter of their store be Funko Pops. Yep. How much fucking money do they possibly make on Funko Pops? Not well, enough to they? justify that real estate. I mean, what what are they like? Between Ten bucks a pop and fourteen dollars, depending yeah. on you know the rarity of the Funko Pop or what the fuck ever. Yeah. But a Funko Pop has to work like a fucking new video game, right? You're not. It's not a used thing. It's a new thing. Right. But they, yeah, they well, don't well, take Funko Pops in trade. I think they do. Do they? Oh my god! I think they do. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. 
Um, that, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Grim is asking what is Think Geek and what are Funko Pops. <laughs> God, it must be so blessed to not live in the United States. So Think Geek <laughs> is a, uh, is basically an online retailer that uh, GameStop bought, or in your case, it would be Game. They went through and just ripped ass and bought pretty much everything that they could see at one point in time, so they could kind of monopolize yeah. the pop culture. Well, they were trying. I mean, they were trying to become like. It was like the fucking Sky Mall of geek toys. Like, they would yeah. sell, like, you could go to, like, the Doctor Who section, and they had towels, mugs, action figures, shirts, hats, sunglasses, uh, fucking toys, posable action figures, scale model replicas. Dildos. And they would have, like, yeah, Doctor Who-themed dildos. It's just the sonic screwdriver, but it has fucking Matt Smith's forehead on it. It's a nice, broad fucking coming surface. <laughs> so, like, it's like, I just don't understand. Like, they would have some of the weirdest shit, too. Like, backpacks. Yeah. I mean, everything. It, scarves. Every type of apparel. Every type of collector good. And Funko Pops are, like, those little, um, they're, like, the like, sort of, like, bobblehead figures. Yeah, they're, like, big-ass head yeah, but they're like a very specific versions. look. Like, so they don't have mouths. Usually, they have really big eyes. They have just solid black beady eyes that I am afraid of. They they yeah. look like squirrels. <laughs> so, and 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 like, at some point, someone goes, "Okay, we're gonna attach rarity to these things." Kind of like yeah. when you were a kid and you would get like. A, I remember they had those like quarter or fifty cent machines that you uh-huh. put the money in and you twist and you get that little ball and it's like check yeah, out gotcha. all all the homies or the gotchas or yeah. whatever and it's like this one's really rare he has a gold painted chain um, you know it, it's it's something that was really the stupid. flavor flavor gotchas yeah it, it, it was <laughs> it they basically attached something like that to these Funko Pops right um, and they. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure if they have a trade-in program. I think they do. I feel like, Jesus I, feel like I heard that somewhere. Uh, by the way, our old GameStop has a Facebook page that uh, is ran by the store manager. So uh, boy. That's yeah, I heard about that. to go take a peeksy poo. I'm going to go. Hold on. i got to do some scholarly research on this shit. Um, and I know it was Funko Pop-based. But, um, but Think Geek... I mean, they had a lot of cool shit during their during their basically going out of fucking business sale. Like, I bought things that were like two hundred dollars for like fifty bucks. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem. Like uh, Grim just said, I, I was I was describing Think Geek. He said, "Sounds cool." The problem is, you go buy a fucking Doctor Who T-shirt and it's forty bucks. <laughs> like, it was not. It was just like I mean, just like anything else you would expect at GameStop, overpriced. Um, it, it's like cool stuff, and it's stuff that you want. Yeah, some it's of like, it was cool. It, at what fucking cost? Yeah, the big thing that they had there were a lot of. Um, they have a, like a lot of like statues and action figures that were like not play like you don't play with these. These are like mm-hmm. things that are like for display. Yeah, like um, high end, like the statues that would come in like collector's editions of stuff, like like after you know hundred dollar statues. After GameStop bought them and they made their first brick and mortar shop, did you go to that with me? That Absolutely was the not. One in, that was the one in the Florida Mall. Oh, I had walked by it, but I, if I ever walked in there, I would instantly kill myself. So I tried to avoid it. I mean, they had some cool stuff in there. When <laughs> they had like a like they had full statues, which was the cool thing, like full life size statues. Yeah. Of like uh, like a T two. Yeah, they had. To, I mean, they had a lot of cool shit, wild. but again, it's like at what cost? Like yeah. 
Uh, And I know this shit is is expensive anyways. Like, it's not like they originated the idea of expensive, like, toys for nerds or something. Like, obviously, that's always been there. But it's like, this is not what you hitch your fucking game company onto. Imagine if Steam was like, we're going all in on end tables. (laughs) Hell yeah. Like, the money, it's so obvious where the money comes from, and it's used games. So, like... If, if used games aren't working, you got to close GameStop. There's no other fucking alternative. And the fact that they're now branching out into this other weird shit, and there's like... I'm actually highly offended by them saying, hey, we're going to go... It's nice. <laughs> we're going to... They said, you know, we're going to go and we're going to actually start selling retro games and consoles and stuff. Uh-huh. The reason that there's a market for that is because you ran every fucking retro game store out of business. I mean, it's like uh, like Barnes & Noble has been complaining that they can't compete against Amazon. And it's like, they're like, well, we're going to make some smaller Barnes & Noble stores so that we can kind of do a more boutique uh, book buying experience. And it's like, the reason people can't do that is because you fucking ran them out of business. Yeah. So it, it, it's really got me fucked up. Because it's like, oh, we're going to revert to... That, like, we're just going to copy the people that we murdered with our previous tactics, but we're not even going to be a good version of one of those. So, like, all of the game stores that managed to exist and, like, survive, um, you know, GameStop, basically, mm-hmm. um, they were able to survive mm-hmm. because they did retro. So now GameStop's going right. to run them out of business. They're all going to cease to exist. And then GameStop's immediately going to close the next day and you just can't fucking buy physical games anywhere anymore. Yep. Is that's exactly what Barnes and Noble's doing? In the past, that's what Borders did, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we see this happening all over the place, where it's like, you know, these companies will come in and they realize they can make a quick buck on some shit, and they don't think long term. GameStop has never had a long term plan. Oh God, no. Um, I mean, when Xbox was thinking about not allowing pre owned games, like literally, the CEO of GameStop quit. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when we got the guy that is not the current guy, the guy before him that got arrested. (laughs) So, like, yeah, you'd have to, you're going to strictly have to get the shit off of Amazon or from private collectors online and shit. I guess there's, that would make, when GameStop goes down, there's going to be a resurgence of these, uh, you know, smaller mom and pop, yeah. Mom and pop game places. But they're going to have to fucking start from scratch. Yeah. And then it's going to start the vicious cycle all over fucking again with someone else. GameStop right. probably coming back in 10 years. Well, Best Buy will say, hey, we have to move to smaller stores because we can't afford the real estate anymore. And then they're just going to do what GameStop did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, like, it, you know, it's very fucked. Grim is saying buy online, but get them physically. And the That's problem with that is it's, it's good. But if you want the game day one, like I know for someone like me, if I want the game day one, I had Best Buy's... Um, like gamer pass. day one gamer pass yeah. and I was like cool I'll just get that shit shipped to my house and I won't have to worry about it Not always. but people will steal the fucking <laughs> game right out of the mailbox and it wasn't com- it was coming to a locked mailbox so yeah. it had to be people within the fucking postal service Yeah. well the postal service or whoever controls that mailbox or they're delivering the apartment it wrong complex either or way whatever yeah. yeah I mean I've had like through Amazon so when I got Far Cry 5 uh, I got the like Super Bundle Edition, because I really liked the previous games, and I ended up not liking Far Cry 5. It was a bad call. But, uh, you know, I got the Gold Edition or whatever, Ultimate Edition, and 
It showed up. Well, it said it was delivered by the U.S. Postal Service, which it was not. Of course. So I called Amazon, and they're like, you know what? We're sending you another one. Really sorry about this. We're going to send you another one in one-day shipping. We don't know what happened. We're going to open a case with the U.S. Postal Service. And, you know, you as the buyer, don't worry about it. We're going to handle it. Right. So um, the next day, uh, I get I get a, the box from FedEx, right? Delivered by FedEx. It's from Amazon. But, uh, and then... Later in the day, I hear a knock at the door, and they're dropping off the other one from the U.S. Postal Service. And I, so I, uh, you know, I called um, uh, Amazon, and they're like, "Well, we already got the ninety dollars back from the U.S. Postal Service. Fuck them, and uh, you can just keep that and do whatever you want with it." Hell yeah! So like, and, but uh, the problem with that is that good. I had to wait a day, so I right. didn't get it on day of launch like I was supposed to. Right? Yeah, Amazon's real good. They did that. I had well, they something. Can, yeah, they can lose like a thousand dollars on every customer. They don't give a shit. Yeah, like what well, for me it was. Um, it was when we ordered Fallout Four. We both had that Fallout Four collector's yeah. edition. Yeah, yeah, they canceled my shit, and then they were like, uh, yep. they were like, okay, cool. Well, we're, we're gonna give you a credit. So I bought what was it? It was Assassin's Creed um, Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I, I gave up. you my copy of. Uh, the collector's edition because i wasn't super into it anyways and you just right covered whatever the difference was on that right and yeah it was um assassin's creed i don't believe showed up and i ended up getting um telling them and then it came two days later and they gave me another credit to buy another game they're like yeah well fuck it Mm. i was like okay cool i guess i'll just get more games um but i mean that is the problem you know if if you that's why i've been buying things digitally more often than not just because, you know, I don't have to change stuff out, which is the lazy option. And, I mean, that's not... That's neither here nor there. I would rather have it physically. Mm. But you either have to go somewhere and be hassled by someone who's like, hey, do you want to order this too and this too and this too and this too? Mm. Or you have to... In my case, I have a place that sometimes it comes out like a day early. You have to mm. kind of like watch and make sure that it comes out a day early. They won't hold it for you. And then you yeah. have to go in there and they have a, you know, of course they have a few shitty employees that are like, I mean, they're working at a mom and pop game shop. They're getting no perks at all. So they hate their life. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it it's a pain in the ass. And sometimes they get it early. And if you bank on that, that's fine. Sometimes, it, you know, they don't get it early and they yep. get it four days late. And then you're four days behind. On yeah. something, and for me, someone who tries to keep up with, you know, like we had, we've had um, Ultimate Alliance for a couple of days, yeah, and I wanted to get through as much of it as I could, so I, so we could talk about it, right? And there is definitely like, you know, I, I don't believe that you have to beat a game to review it, because most people that play a game don't beat it, <laughs> but um, you know, you do want to see as much as possible, because like again, I like. On Fire Emblem, how long will it be until I can comment on the second phase when they go into the future, right? right, uh, right. It's it possibly a long... Uh, I might be doing a long wait. So, you know, that's definitely something to keep in mind, but... Yeah, and, and Grimm's like, just rent everything, and then... Like, rental places here are dead. There's one place that you can pretty much... Yeah, there's one place in the, in the U.S. where you can do rentals, and it is absolute a shit show. Every time you hear anything about the company, it's a nightmare. Yeah, and then if you're like for whatever reason there's nothing you want to rent, uh, and you go to cancel it, you can't just go. I'd like to cancel. You have mm-hmm. to physically call them and tell them please remove my credit card, or they like because I've done it once before 
mm. where they continue to charge my card after I've told them to cancel. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh, sorry, we'll refund that in three to six months. Yeah. And it's like, fuck those yeah. guys. It's, they're like yeah. the scammiest fucking people on earth. I know, like, in general, I think that There's the no rental market, market should be, like, a lot more powerful. And, in fact, I think yeah. that's what most people should do. But those the places are all just dying in the U.S. Yeah, and like, there's nothing. There's really nothing else aside from them, and I want them to go out of business because they're fucking terrible. Right? Yeah, I don't want to support them. Yeah, <laughs> I will explicitly make my life harder so that they can't exist. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like yours in the UK grim is pretty similar to ours here. It's just ours yeah. is shitty. I don't know if it's shitty, but the UK one. I, mean, I know it's maybe it's just me being critical and knowing it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, that's uh, neither here nor there. I thought I'd chuck in that little bit about um, about GameStop in their direction. Um, yeah, I always like to be talking shit. So it's the pending doom, you know. Yeah, it's it, it ain't good. They have to be having those talks about okay, this isn't going to uh, last another you know ten year. We you know they they probably do have a year plan, a five year plan, and a ten year plan or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Their five-year plan and their ten-year plan is just go out of business. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So this right here, they saw a third quarter loss of nearly a half a billion dollars last Jesus. November. Good God, that it, is that's, not good. That's been a series of losses. Not quite closing. that bad. That's really bad. Yeah, that right there. When you see that, go okay. We're closing now. They sold a mobile phone provider for seven hundred million dollars, and they still lost five hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they ever buy a fucking? I don't understand. They had they several were, different mobile phone we, plans. We were watching it happen from the inside. Yeah, we had. I got, we, I'm glad we, we got going, the fuck out of there when we did. Yeah, we were going. Why are they? T- why are we taking fucking phones and trade? Why is that even a video game retailer's priority? Yep. You're not keeping up with fucking verizon there's no way that you're ever gonna beat out sprint or at&t right it's just never ever gonna happen for you so why even bother they're there to and just pick like, up nope, the absolute gonna... shit scum of the bottom you know like yeah. um it's not to say that people that don't have one of those is a piece of shit but i'm saying that that's not where the money is there's no right. reason to market to that group they are ripping you off if yeah. you are a buyer of spring mobile or whatever the fuck yeah. so like uh anyways um let's move along yeah let's move off of that so We've also got, uh, I guess, our this second was, little section here is San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, this one was pretty cool. I, I was um, excited for this. Yeah, there's been a basically we're focusing on movies and some TV show uh, reveals. We're not going to look at every trailer or every no. like title card because we don't have a hundred years. Um, but yeah, the, so the first thing here, Marvel. Uh, we've we're looking at Phase Four, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this is including. Uh, the Disney Plus streaming, which will have some things exclusively TV shows or movies or whatever, and then yeah. some things that are in theaters. So um, our outline for right now is May 1st of 2020 is the Black Widow movie in theaters. Yeah. Uh, fall of 2020, they're going to have a Disney Plus The Falcon and Winter Soldier movie, I believe, not series. No, I think it is a series. Is it? Yeah. I That's think weird. they're going to do an ongoing series about Falcon I would have tried to come up with a better name. <laughs> Yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and their friend. Like, I, why not Ricky. call it like? Um, uh, I, so they're they're uh, they're both uh, Captain America related. So why not call it America's Finest? Yeah, well, I just I came know. up with that, that in five minutes, and I don't get paid anything. 
That sounds like a Fox pilot that's going to fail after three episodes. Yeah, it kind of does. And this is going to fail after three episodes. Uh, well, I, Disney will keep this going well yeah. into their 10th season. That's an advantage. Uh, November 6th, 2020, uh, The Eternals will hit theaters. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the Eternals, a big one. Definitely a weird one to go for, but really interesting. And you can tell they've been trying to lean on the space stuff more because it's just more interesting. Well, The Eternals um, houses... Let, let me see here. Yeah, they have a little bit of details on it up here. Um, Angelina Jolie as Thena, Brian Tyree, Henry, Richard Madden, Salma Hayek, Kamal Nanjiani, Don Lee, and Lauren Ridloff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe they're putting that one in theaters and not just on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that one does seem a little bit weird. That's going to be their weird... It's kind of like when they did... um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy and everybody was like uh, what the fuck is that that's the most obscure shit I've ever heard of and then it just blew up yeah it's gonna it's gonna probably do they'll probably do something uh, something similar yeah. um, uh, here. I was trying to see who's you know some of the um, like main characters but none of them like stick out to me yeah um I was confusing it with, uh, I was confusing the Eternals with the Immortals. Oh, yep, classic problem. Yeah, and unfortunately, the it's not Neil Gaiman's Eternals, which I thought was really good. The third generation of the Eternals had Thanos uh, in their group. Yeah, weird. Uh, so then, February twenty first, twenty twenty one is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's gonna be cool. That's gonna be interesting. Um, uh, I like that they've done really good on the Asian stuff. I think. Yeah. Uh, by, like, you know, having mostly Asian actors, although you have to throw in a few white people every once in a while, am I right? Boys. Thanks a lot, Disney. Uh, we got Spring 2021 WandaVision on Disney Plus. So that I, I'm, is. I'm excited for that one. That one's up <sighs> no. there for me. I, I, I like Wanda. I like Vision. Vision's um, cool. And this could be a. Um, like, they didn't really get to show what what Wanda can do. That's Scarlet true. Witch. She does some cool shit. In that the movies, but it's like holes. very brief. She can rip holes in dimensions. Reality? Yeah. Yeah. And go different places and create full different realities that. Like you do. Like, and they're all hexes, though. So all of them have, like, like it, it, it might work, but they have a repercussion that's going to fuck something else up. Right. So she's a really, like, double edged sword character. Um, also spring of 2021 also on Disney plus a Loki series I think it's weird that they're bringing that to Disney plus though You're he correct. seems to be more of a big like a big dick star you know what I mean I would just make a Loki movie yeah but that's just me um, May 7th 2021 is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that's going to be amazing that's in theaters um, they're saying it is their first uh uh, Marvel horror movie. Although it still is going to be PG-13. Which one is it? Doctor Strange 2. It's going to be the first horror movie. I'm guessing Existential Dread. He's probably going to be like fucking Cthulhu or something. Well, I think they're going to go into the... They'll either go into the Shadow Plane mm. or they'll go into... Your mama's um, The Realm of Darkness. Yes. Um, That's the realm of darkness, exactly. And they'll either fight Dormammu or uh, Shadow King. Shadow King would be cool. Yeah, he did Dormammu before. Yeah. So probably Shadow King. 
uh, probably Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. He's gonna get sent to the Shadow Realm in Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, that's the thing with that's the thing with him. He always comes back. You know. Well, that's true. Of uh, that's kind of the whole Doctor Strange thing is like endless recurrence, right? It's like cycles right. and shit. So, um, summer twenty twenty one on Disney Plus, a limited series. What if? Which is uh, this is possibly this the one with the most potential. Yeah. Um, so, where it's it's like alternate histories of other well-known characters. So it's like, what if, uh, you know, well, basically, uh, DC was big on this with like, what if that, what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah that that one's crazy. <laughs> but I think this what if might kick off something new because we're seeing some weird stuff happen after what if we're seeing mm-hmm. Hawkeye where Hawkeye went Ronin at the end of. You know, he ended up becoming Ronan. Right. So he's coming back to Hawkeye. That's weird. We're seeing... Um, we're seeing... Uh, and, of course, um, after What If, we have Fall 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Hawkeye um, on Disney+. Plus. That's not a theaters thing. That's Disney+. Plus. Right. So, again, that's very weird. Um, and then uh, November 5th, 2021, we're seeing Thor, Love and Thunder in theaters that's and probably gonna be pretty cool that's when they're they're having the, natalie portman's character become like the femme thor yes and that's why i'm saying what if is weird it's mm-hmm. like they're it almost might be going, triggering some things yeah it's almost so we're looking at the multiverse which is something that we've been talking about since you know not in game but mm-hmm. the infinity war basically right um so we're seeing this multiverse with different strings pop up. And previously I was like, that's how they're going to introduce the characters that are coming from Fox. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're like, we have to like do a soft launch of that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, you know, we're, the soft launch will be, we'll introduce it with the two people who would figure out the multiverse in our, MCU, mm-hmm. which would be Doctor Strange and uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda. Right. Um, yeah, Wanda and Vision together well, could figure out a lot of shit. Well, Wanda fucks stuff up a lot, and right. then Doctor and Vision's Strange like, God damn it. it. Yeah, Doctor Strange has to fix it uh, ultimately, but Vision helps. You know, figure it out. Vis- yeah, he's he's like the the brains. Like, he's definitely a bright mind. Right. Um. But yeah, after what if it's like Hawkeye. Who hmm. we know already became Ronan, okay? Thor, who last we saw was a fat bitch, but now hmm. I-, I hope he's fat the whole time and he's just sitting at home playing video games. And like Natalie Portman comes home, and he's like, "Hey, how was work, honey?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it was good." You know, it's just like it's like That's fucking fine. this terrible. Like, I want, I want every like what was it? Everybody loves Raymond. But with mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and Fat Chris, <laughs> Fat Chris Hemsworth. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, uh, yeah, after that, um, for f- targeting February of 2022, May of 2022, and July of 2022, there's three more untitled projects that they've said they're working on, which I really don't know why they go out of their way to do this. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know why they... Um, I mean, we know pretty much what two of them are. Hmm. Uh, guaranteed we're going to end up getting um, Black Panther 2. Right. Is one of those. Captain Guardians, Marvel 2. 
3 is going to be one of those. Oh, yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel 2. So that rounds uh, out the 3. Yeah, Guardians 3 is under construction, but that, I think, might be later than people are thinking just because they had to renegotiate with their fucking um, director. <laughs> right. Who they fucking ousted from the company and then brought back. Um, they are also... They've said they're going to do a Fantastic Four film in Phase 4. Mm-hmm. And they're also doing a new Blade, uh, played Did by... Did they say uh, in Phase 4? Because... I watched that piece at the end, and he said we didn't even get to talk about the Fantastic Four or mutants. That's what. Yeah. He, that was what Kevin Feige had. Said. Yeah, that was the quote. It, it it's been implied that it's Phase Four, but yeah, it really I has. Um, um, and yeah, and then the Blade with uh, Blade being played by uh, Mahershala, if that's how you pronounce it, Ali, who's a great. Uh, you know, he's from True Detective. He was in that movie about the black jazz musician being driven around by Viggo Mortensen. He was also in uh, Alita Battle Angel. Okay. I still need to see that. I was like, okay, that's cool. And I remember I was talking to someone and I was like, yeah, you know, Wesley Snipes was cool in the movie and, you know, this was happening. We were just talking. They're like, Wesley Snipes wasn't in that movie. Mm. I was like, yes, he fucking was. And I had to look it up. And he was not in the movie. It's just this motherfucker looks just like Wesley Snipes. (laughs) And, like, when you see someone, you know, if if you were to see... um, you know, like Chris Pratt, and mm. you see it from the outside, and you go, "Okay, Chris Pratt's in that movie. Cool." Um, and you know, you move along, and you watch the whole movie, and the guy looks like Chris Pratt and acts like Chris Pratt, and you know, and then at the end, they're like, "No, that was Ben Affleck. He's a method actor now." Mm-hmm. You're like, "What the fucking hell?" That's pretty <laughs> much what happened to me with this uh, Mahershala Ali guy yeah. and Alita Battle Angel. He did a fantastic job in the movie, by the way, too. So. Nice. You know, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited to see Blade, definitely. Cool. Um, Grim over here. Mrs. really hated Fat Thor. Fat Thor was the best thing. I, I wish they had a Fat Thor movie. <laughs> they just call it Fat Thor. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that <laughs> that would be a quality flick that I would pay to see. Yeah. Um, Other than that, um, I don't know if there was any additional things that you saw at the Comic-Con that you were really into. We're not going to play the trailers, but um, no. they had the trailer for The Witcher, which we have on Facebook. Uh, Witcher is looking really, really good. Yeah, uh, it looks like Netflix is really going all out on funding for it. Um, we got the HBO has a couple big shows coming up to try to salvage their fucking... Um, uh, you know, Game of Thrones audience that's quickly fucking vanishing into the ether. Um, yeah, those. I feel like those fans are going to transition quickly over to The Witcher. Yeah, probably. And it was really funny to me. Um, I had someone come up to my desk at work, and I have I I, I was gifted a uh, uh, a a girl of Rivia um, Funko Pop, and he's sitting on my desk. Mm. Uh, and someone's like, oh, who's this? And they're like looking at him, and I was telling them, and I know they're big Game of Thrones fans because I hear yeah. them all talking about Game of Thrones, you know, when I was working there. And uh, they're like, what's he from? And I was explaining it to, and like three or four people were coming around and, you know, all kind of talking about it at this point during lunch. Mm. And uh, I was like, you guys all like Game of Thrones, right? And they're like, yeah. I was like, you'll know who Geralt Rivia is soon enough because yeah. your audience is going to like immediately transitioned to watching the show and like it has everything that game of thrones had yeah. but you know in a different a different way a more right. i think a more um what would you say uh like concentrated story on characters 
I mean, it's we're not going to have 76 characters like in Game of Thrones. There's right. like six notable people in the entire Witcher universe. Right. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot more personal. Um, I think we're going to see smoother character development because and Geralt's going to be in almost every frame of every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really going to be about him and Yennefer's relationship in the beginning. Uh, we, we, so we see some introduction of like Yennefer and where she's coming from and what she's up to. Yeah. And obviously we see a lot of Geralt just doing his shit. This, this is not him becoming the Witcher as a child, right? Like no, he is I the Witcher. So. He oh, is the I white f- wolf. He's known. I feel like they'll do some sort of small like intro. They might do some flashback stuff. Yeah. Right. I think he's, they're just going to have him going on a hunt as the yeah. first thing and have him in that like dark, uh, you know, like, uh, sort of alchemical state where he's all like spooky looking. Yeah. Um, they're really focusing on the, the, uh, magic users and it looks like Siri is really young. Fuck so yeah. they're going into not quite the first book, but maybe the second or third, uh, around that time frame and doing a story in there. They're definitely playing yeah. with some of the timelines and stuff is not quite right, but I see what they're doing. I'll shit my pants. If they do a cyberpunk reference at some point during the show, that'd be very smart. Yeah. It, so just good. make a cyberpunk TV show afterwards. Hell yeah! Um, so the two the HBO shows—that's uh, funny. Yeah. Um, the uh, the two HBO shows are HBO's follow up to Watchmen. So they did not get mm-hmm. the rights to redo the main, like the things that happened in the graphic novel, which also happened in the movie. Um, so they're doing a follow up, uh, which seems really cool. They're doing like a whole like alternate take on it, sort of, which is really smart. And then uh, the other thing is um, the Philip Pullman story, uh, His Dark Materials, which is also known as the Golden Compass series. Oh, okay. um, so that looks really good. I'm interested to see some more of that. Um, the Again, like the money that people are putting into this stuff is just amazing. Um, it's a... Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Every once in a while, I look over at some comment that Grimm made, and it just, like, fucking... Yeah, I keep telling Echoes him, to my bones. <laughs> I, I keep telling him, like, it's like, you noticed all the things that are pretty cool that people are like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You go, oh, that's shit. Mm. Just for Well, the, okay, like, like it's like I don't cool like, to, like, hate uh, things that are good. So I have a question here. I do not like Watchmen. They all seem like crap. Okay, if you don't like the characters, then you understand the story. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's kind of like the boys. Uh, Amazon bad. is doing uh, Amazon's doing a retelling of or like a, a new version of the boys which are like so they're superheroes and they're all assholes mm-hmm. and like they're they, they like do fucked up shit it's like what if Superman was just a total dick which he is um, yeah, and it, like general. just killing people constantly and like oh, you doing do. maximum destruction of buildings for no reason and shit like that sure. and then the boys are this group that they sort of have powers but they're not seen as superheroes so they're like, okay, you know what? Let's go fuck up. Um, you know, let's let's kill the superheroes, basically. Let's end superheroes. So it's like the idea of, like, why would there be supervillains in real life? Well, it's because in real life, superheroes wouldn't be the good guys. You know, they would just be interested in themselves. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it really interesting. The Watchmen is the same idea. The, the title is from the quote, who watches the Watchmen. So when you're, the, when you're super-powered, who is in charge of you? Is the whole concept. So, like, nobody, obviously. Like, they're they're sort of in, like, an organization 
and then uh, in the original Watchmen series, there or the, the movie and the you know the graphic novel, um, they're basically like made illegal. Like it's illegal to be a superhero because we just can't deal with that. It's kind of like The Incredibles almost. Yeah. Um, and it's like then there's this vigilante that's killing the old superheroes and supervillains. It's like okay, what is this? And that the, the series is kind of carrying that on. So yeah, should be a bunch of cool shit. All right, so let's move into okay. sad news. <laughs> Perfect. News. Oh, uh, uh, and one more on there. Uh, yeah. Hulu is getting. Um, it, it's switching from Fox to, I believe, Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orville season three. Okay. Uh, which right. is a little depressing for me because I fucking love the Orville, but I don't like streaming services. It's not that I don't like streaming service. I just find it taxing for me. Hulu to, specifically like, is taxing as fuck it's because the worst one. It's yeah. the worst one because you still have to fucking watch ads. Yeah. So I pay them like, every goddamn month, and they make me watch commercials. Brutal. Um, but season three is happening, so that's. Hey, I'm glad it, it's going to continue to exist I, at all. Yeah, I really like the Orville. It's so stupid and funny. It's like that old um, Star Trek thing. You know, like we have a problem. We still have the problem up until like mm. ten, like between ten and seven minutes, and is left of the show and then they resolve it immediately everything goes back to normal and we'll see what happens next week yeah that formula he is making fun of so hard and it's fun that's funny yeah uh but cool yeah let's move into uh, see is it sad news or is it i mean it's sad actually news it's for gamers it, but in a way it's a really news. it's really good news yeah because we're actually at a point where like multiple people from different companies game companies are Retiring because of their length of time in the industry and not because they have cancer and are going to die. Right. As far as I know. Right. So, um, so yeah, the first one, um, Frank Pierce from Blizzard. Yeah. Um, he worked with Blizzard for twenty more than 28 years. Fuck. So he joined the original <laughs> guys that started Blizzard, basically. Um, he kind of talks about, like, what they did when they made games. We made games that we wanted to play, which I think really shines on early Blizzard games. Uh, really all Blizzard games, even now. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to work with the, these different individuals. They're going to continue on without me, and they're going to take up what I've done. Um, everybody continue living the Blizzard values and be kind and respectful to one another. Um, and then he has one of the guys he works with who's going to take over his roles, kind of talk about him and what he does, and, you know, kind of continuing yeah. on in that way. So that's pretty cool to see, like, you know, kind of like a, a passing of that torch just mm-hmm. because, you know, we talk about it a lot where these people, they prefer to hire, you know, someone who has mm. uh, 10 years of experience and they'll wait out on that. They'll sit on a job posting for two years waiting for someone that has 10 years of experience to do something uh, you know, and that doesn't cultivate new ideas. And I'm not sure exactly what uh, Jay Allen uh, Brack. I'm imagining it's just Brack from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm just imagining, uh, you know, that, he, you know, he's worked his way up, which is good, but, you know, the positions that he's left behind, hopefully they'll fill with, like, a new younger talent that has something to offer that is different from what uh you know frank pierce had to offer or different from what uh mm-hmm. jay allen brack had to offer um so you know it is one of those things that's like 
damn, you know, we're losing someone who helped shape. But it's also, damn, he worked there for 28 years, managed to retire from a video game company. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't have, like, a, a scandal where he put pinkies in buttholes, which is nice. As far as we've heard. Um, as far as we Well, <laughs> I'm going to go say it. I'm going to go on one. Um, you know, unwarranted, at least. Surprising. We don't want any dirty surprises, is what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all in all, like it's kind of a celebratory thing. Even though yeah. it is, you know, always you know, sketchy to look into the the unknowing future. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the next one uh, is uh, it is Tim Wiltz uh, from uh, id. Uh, he tweeted, after 24 years, I've decided to leave uh, id software after QuakeCon. I've been extremely lucky to work with the best people uh, in the industry on truly amazing games. QuakeCon has been an unbelievable part of my uh, journey, and I look forward to seeing everyone at the Gaylord Texan. That's my house. That's his house. Um, it's my new Twitter handle, the Gaylord Texan. <laughs> the Gaylord Texan. That's actually really good. And he's the studio director at id Software. Um, so I, he did, they didn't really say um, didn't really say who's replacing him in that tweet specifically. Yeah. Um, but he did say. Uh, on the same day, all of the games uh, currently in development are in very good hands. My departure will not affect any planned releases. It is packed full of amazing, ta- uh, amazing talent, amazing talent that will continue to develop uh, into the future. Um, and as well, he said after QuakeCon, I will announce my future plans, where I'm going, and what new exciting things I'll be doing. Cool. So. He's not so much of a retirement, but just a departure. Um, yeah. From a place that he's been working for 24 years. Damn. That's what sounds like retirement Christ. to me. That sounds like a retirement, but... Man. Uh, just going to throw this one in there. Why is... Uh, why is Splatoon 3 trending? Oh, they're doing like an event right now that um, will determine... Um, I guess like the future, the future of the Splatoon series. Yeah, yeah. The Squid Chip says um, chaos Splatoon or order. Three, yeah, will confirm to be a dystopian. Nice. Mad Max with squids on their heads. That sounds pretty dope. Interesting. All right, so uh, in the, yeah, had that little surprising shortcut here. Perfect. Um. Cool. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the last article of the day. So um, this is, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but basically about a year and a half ago, Sega announced they had signed a publishing agreement with a new studio called Interior Night. Uh, This studio was headed by Quantic Dream lead designer Carolyn Marshall. Um, It was going to be a new narrative-based game on a new IP. Um, however, it seems like Sega has ended that publishing agreement, is no longer involved with the title. Uh, an interview with Sega Europe's head of content, Bobby Worth, Worthheim, uh, conducted by somebody, in which he states that Interior <laughs> Night and Sega amicably split. He didn't go into details, but it sounds like Sega did not like the way the game was turning out. Um, the great thing about Sega Searchlight is basically saying, we're willing to take a risk and try something new, he said. 
Uh, we don't have interactive narrative games in our portfolio. That was a real new challenge for Sega. In the end, not every project is going to go as well as I would personally like. What a fucked up way to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the end of the relationship, but we're just working hard to find the next big thing. It's not clear if the studio is seeking another partner or looking to release the game they have been working on independently. Uh, yeah, that's an extremely fucked up. Like, I, like again, this is a this is an industry where people almost never say like they you never want to burn a bridge because you don't know who you're going to be right. working with in a week right? right so like for the fucking head of sega europe to say um you know not everything's going to live up to my high standards is like dude are you serious like this is such a I don't, it seems like such a cut like such a jab to me like, I think he just didn't like somebody in the group. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, it sounds personal. It, it could be could be personal. Um, um, that's weird. It, it's so weird to say that. Because it's yeah. like, okay, dude, you may not be into this one, but what if the next game they make is... What if these guys supersede Quantic Dream? Because Quantic Dream has been on a fucking dick hair edge for a long time. Of like... Yeah, they've been- you know there are then... there are reviewers that refuse to communicate with them. They're in the middle of multiple lawsuits. The fucking French government is going to come after them <laughs> for like. Oh man, we should we should try to reach out to those guys to see if we can form some be sort of partnership. So when everyone leaves, we just reform <laughs> it in the U.S. where we don't have good labor laws. <laughs> you can harass whoever you want out here. Yeah, wild west. A fucking uh, uh, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Got away with and didn't have to serve any jail time. So why not you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it, it's very weird. Um, like we said, we haven't heard anything from the studio. You would think that they would announce that. Mm-hmm. The studio, so they're probably in trouble. Um, yeah, I don't huh. know. we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what we hear. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. We'll, yeah, we'll hear more about this probably within the next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Um, that's, what, so that's what they wrote. That's that's pretty much the long and short of it, um, mm-hmm. news-wise, for uh, this week. So um, we'll be back with you guys next week to check out next week's releasing games, of course. Uh, hopefully have the monthly uh, titles for you to check out. And, uh, of course, next week's news. Um in the meantime, head over to uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Chat with us about different uh, various uh, gaming ongoings, um, including some just weird stuff. They had a big kaiju verse uh, mech fight yeah. on the Fortnite Battle Royale map. Um, yeah, I heard about that. That's cool as shit. Um, <laughs> even some like D&D announcements from San Diego Comic-Con. Hell yeah. So come chat with us over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. Uh, as well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do stuff just like this. Um, and it's also a good place to get some different news that you might not get uh, over on Facebook. So multiple reasons to follow us over there. We appreciate that too. Uh, thanks for hanging out in the chat here uh, on Twitch.tv for everyone who stopped by and uh, joined in, uh, in on chat. Uh, looking at you, Grim. Um, But until next week, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.